Welcome back to Barely Serious. This is the first episode recorded in my new apartment. I'm chilling here on our new stiff-ass couch with Mike Eaton. I was just, if anyone's listening to this real loud, they can hear me giggling very lightly at the beginning, just going, just undo your intro, because I'm a piece of shit. Bro, this guy shows up to my building, and he starts screaming, Galen, I'm here with the child pornography you ordered. And, and heroin, and all of your heroin, Galen. I've got heroin and child porn, just like you asked for. Galen Nash, we got the, the child pornography. Just yelling your apartment number like a scumbag. Yeah. That's so much fun. Uh, dude, I I like to say stuff like that around like the right people that'll be cool with it. Like You'll laugh at it. It's right. not that big a deal. Your neighbors know I don't really have child. I wouldn't even hold anything. It's like, it's like, <laughs> Like, what did I email it to you? What did I got to announce it? But I, I fuck with people, and I forget, like, some people are not cool with things like that. I was at a restaurant with uh, <laughs> Joshua Wad and his cousin, and I didn't finish my food, and the, and the lady was like, do you want a box for that? And I was like, yeah, actually, I'd love a box so I can throw it away in front of a homeless person. <laughs> <laughs> like, just saying something mean just to fuck with her. And she, of course, was like, what? And then kind of laughed. And then, like, me and Josh kind of laughed, and Josh's cousin was like, dude, what the fuck? And I'm like... Oh no, dude! I, I'm joking. Like I wouldn't do that. Like, but I mean, they're not people or anything. Like again, just being silly. And he goes, "Dude, you know that I work with the homeless for a living. Like I run a homeless outreach." And I was like, "Oh, I didn't. <laughs> I didn't know that. I wouldn't have said all that if I did." <laughs> no, you specifically should have. Yeah, said those things in front of him if you did. I don't like how making do you, people how sad. Do you, how do you get involved in with like homeless? a homeless out? Yeah. <sighs> That's got to like, be like a like a like your ex girlfriend just tricked you into it or something. Yeah, or like you're, I don't know. Maybe he's like a like he's like got a fetish for dirty people, and he just gets like such a big boner for being like, yeah, that's right. You don't have a fucking house. Yeah, you dirty <laughs> piece of shit. Yeah, tell me about your struggle finding a job. <clears throat> you shit in an alley. That's so fucking hot. You know, like maybe that's his shit, dude. <laughs> if there was like a super hot homeless chick Would you like pay her to suck your dick I tried one time Me uh, too Me too That's why I brought it up <laughs> Yes dude. Yes uh, Your story is gonna definitely be better than mine Because mine's just sad I was like uh, drunk in LA And I'd been there for like four months And I was like Well I've heard they have like Just street walking prostitutes So I, I typed in Skid Row <laughs> On Google Maps <laughs> And then I just drove around looking for any girls on the corner. Like, I bet I could buy one of these homeless. And like, there was none. So I never talked to any of them. No, absolutely oh, not. Oh no, no they're all scary looking. Dude, this is back when I used to work in. Uh, they are scary, <laughs> yeah. looking, bro. They all look like Charles Manson. Bro. Yeah, dude. Uh, this is back when I used to work at Amazon in Irvine, and mm-hmm. there's like this crackhead like gas station that we would go to, mm-hmm. and like I fill I filled my van up at that at this gas station. There was fire fucking homeless chick, like you know, she looked bum, but like like she had titties and stuff, and I I couldn't really tell if she had like an ass through a trash bag or whatever, but like she was pretty she was pretty cute, and so like I I was like I told myself I need to fill up my own car with gas, and if she's still here, I'm gonna hit her up, and so I came back with my car. And there she was, and I went inside, and I was like, you know, trying to like build up some, because I don't mm-hmm. know what like to open with, you know, just like, twenty dollars. Yeah, I was about to say, you want to make twenty dollars? <laughs> yeah. But then I started like freaking out, and then I like sent out a mass snap to people, just being like, should I hook up with this homeless girl? And they were like, no. But I almost hooked up with a homeless nineteen-year-old. All right. 
separate story? Separate story. Okay, tell me about this one. And I'll tell you about the girl I banged from the Salvation Army. Okay, okay. (laughs) (laughs) I'm already excited, dude. Dude, it was this, uh, my friend was having this party for like his going, we were like a moving out party because I guess mm-hmm. his roommates were like dirtbags. So the place he was living was like whatever. Uh, and so he was moving out. So he was having like a go away party, like one final, like let's trash this place before I leave. Of course. And like that, like afternoon, some girl who I just thought was like a fan, like hit me up. And mm-hmm. I didn't, like, I don't even follow her back. Mm-hmm. She hits me up and she's like, hey, like, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, oh, blah, blah, blah. Like, what are you doing tonight? And she's like, blah, blah, blah. And so I was like, all right, you want to come to this party with me? And I was like, fuck yeah, you know, easy pussy. Yeah. Uh, and so, like, I pick her up from like this dump ass apartment complex in like the Slater slums, which I was, which was like, whatever. Uh, and she was like 19 or 20. And then she, and she gets in the car and I just, she's got like bruises all over. She's kind of like hot, like, no, like, <laughs> but at the same time, I was thinking about like I was like, ah, fuck it, you know, like whatever, easy pussy. Yeah. Uh, and Maybe like she's a cage fighter. I don't know, a cage fighter. She was like six. She was like six two. She was five two. Imagine uh, uh, she's six two, but just beats so the shit out of me. Like, huh? So f- like flyweight, that's the lowest weight class, or is it bantam? I thought Riley Rooney, Mickey Rooney, Riley Reed, Riley. Uh, Ronda Rousey. Was wow, that, <laughs> that was a Riley lot of Reed. ways to go. Yeah, Mickey Rooney. You said Mickey Rooney at one point. <laughs> you somehow got Mickey Rooney and Riley Reed, but then I mixed got it right. in to Ronda Rousey. That's where you were trying to go. That's just my ADHD, bro. I knew That's I was like on, driving to California and taking a turn through Florida and Canada. Hey, <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah. how do you get to LA from Austin? Where you want to go through Naples, Florida? <laughs> And then just venture through Toronto, and you'll end up in L.A. Like, what? <laughs> okay, so Mickey Ronda Rooney's so, a guy. So this Ronda Rousey, 19-year-old that's 5'2", bruised up. On, so on the drive, because I had to pick up alcohol for the party. Also, uh, how do you end up homeless that early in life? You don't have parents? N- well, you don't have I don't, family? you got to be a real so, scumbag. Dude, it was something weird. It was something weird. I don't even mm. remember. But, like, the whole drive, she's telling me basically how she, like, works at Target, but she's homeless and shit. And so I was like, what the fuck? Yeah. Oh, a terrible opener. what you're trying to stay at my place what's wrong with you like you work at target and you're homeless like get a red card bitch i don't know (laughs) and so i get inside the she's like you want me so i get i I was picking up alcohol at rite aid and so like Uh she was like you want me to come in i was like no i'm good i got it so i leave her in the car and i start facetiming people i'm like bro this bitch is like homeless how do i get rid of this chick like all this stuff uh and someone was my homie was just like just leave her there like I was like, she's she's like in my car. Like, I can't just like dip out, uh, and so like it, this was a Saturday, bro. Wait, the, you said this is the story of how you banged this girl. I said almost banged oh. a homeless nineteen year old. I ended up not banging this chick. Oh, uh, and yeah, you're I so the story disappointed. Was get awesome. No, dude. I thought you were gonna be like. Then I went back out there and she professed her love for me, and just, <laughs> she sucked the house off my dick, dude. Just like give them homeless jobs. Just no, I told her that I had to like give you that pick cardboard up. box. You know what I'm saying. <laughs> Give her that cardboard D. <laughs> no, I told her that I had to like pick up my little brother and drop him off somewhere, like pick him up from school and drop him off somewhere. She's like, but it was Saturday. And I was like, oh, yeah, but I got to pick up like all his friends, too. And she's like, I could ride in the trunk. And I was like, no, I'm just going to drop you off. She the trunk? She suggested riding in the trunk just so she could go with me to this party. And I was like, nah. So I dropped her off and I was like, I'll be right back. And, and I just didn't. I just didn't come back. Yeah. <sighs> she still follows me. 
I hope she hears this podcast. Galen owes you an apology and some penis. So if you can no, find your way to Austin, I, Texas, why do I owe an apology? Galen will have sex with you. His address is four. <laughs> no, you. Yeah, whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I wanted to start with the real number. Uh, uh, this chick. Uh, she's private. Weird. Followed by se- ten people you follow. Follow her. Really? Yeah. There's something going on there. Maybe she was just. These are all people I went to high school with. Temporarily unhoused. This other guy, who brought this kid, who brought this kid, his name's Alex. Dude, this guy was like he worked at the the bar that I used to go to all the time. Uh huh. So maybe she had like a fake and she was just going to that bar. Yeah, bars are fun. Silky Sullivan, shout out. Yeah, shout out (laughs) Silky Sullivan. Well, tell your fucking uh, prostitute ass story. She went a prostitute. I've bought prostitutes. I've talked about that before, too. Dude, it sucks because I, I, I know, like, not only can my wife go and listen to all these podcasts, because, like, she's heard most of my stories, but, like, so can her family. So it's, like, just very, like, weird to know that, like, these are out there. Don't raise your eyebrows when you're saying that, man. Like- <laughs> it's crazy, huh? Isn't it weird to think about, like, all the people that, like, are related to me can hear me talk about these awful things? Like, I got a very Catholic-ass family. Like, they love the Lord on both sides. And you have an avocado on your butt. Yeah. <laughs> I have a fucking pineapple on my toe that I don't remember getting. Like I was in San Marcos and my I think they had a friend with me to tell me the whole story, but I just woke up the next day and my foot hurt and I knew I'd been playing volleyball all night, so I was like, "Oh, it probably hurts from volleyball." Nope, hurts from getting a pineapple tattooed on it. I don't believe that you're playing volleyball. Why? I played volleyball for a long time. I love volleyball. There's a a bar here called Balkan that's like a Serbian bar that's up the north and they have a sand volleyball court out back. And I had a buddy that worked at TCEQ here, which is Texas Center for Environmental Quality. And all the TCEQ people would come out and we'd play volleyball on Wednesdays and Fridays. All right, fine. Now I believe you, all right? Yeah. yeah. Or I'm a really good liar. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, I didn't even flinch. No, that's all real. Uh, I haven't played in a long time. That was uh, before I moved to L.A. that I played a lot of volleyball. Oh, shit. All right. Uh, I forget that you're like from here. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, all right. So, in when I was 18, I... Failed out of college because I was just partying all the fucking time. I believe that. I had disciplinary probation and academic probation. So they're like, hey, just don't come back probably. (laughs) Uh, The dean of students told me uh, in his 30 years working there, I was the worst person he'd ever seen. What school was this? It's called Hampton Sydney. It's a little all guys school. It's like a very elite private school in the middle of nowhere in Virginia. It's like a a big deal liberal arts college. So I I went there because I was going to go into politics. But anyway, so I- You? Yeah, I know. I know. So I, I partied, I did all the drugs and drank all the time, got alcohol poisoning a bunch, have insane stories from that. But when I get back and I failed out everything, I was like, oh, hey, I probably have like a drinking or drug problem. My dad was in AA, so I didn't want to go to AA. So I went to NA, which is like a 12-step program for drugs, Narcotics Anonymous. Okay, for sure. So I did that. And while I was there, I got involved with an outreach program where we would go and we would do NA, like 12-step meetings at the Salvation Army. And so we would go in and it's all these fucking homeless people that live at the homeless shelter. Like, so they're not technically homeless. They're living at Salvation Army, but they would come in and there was one chick that was just like pretty fucking hot. And she would always like be super nice and flirt with me. And then one day she had like a way to leave the Salvation Army for like a unsupervised. Now the Salvation Army is like, like, like a goodwill thing, right? Yeah, kind of. How old was this chick? You were 18? I was, so at the time I was 19 and she was probably 22, 23. Okay, cool. I thought you were going to say like 40. No, 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 no. And I've done that too, but uh, (laughs) 
she I mean, she's real cool but I, I took her back it was crazy because at the time I was still living at my dad's house which was like a huge fucking mansion with like a movie theater and giant pool and what? 10 bathrooms and what yeah it was nuts it was a <laughs> massive fucking house uh we, we lived like a neighborhood over from the Jonas Brothers so, Shit, so like I, I drove like all three of them they had a house together my right. little sister dated the bonus Jonas Franklin Jonas I don't even know who that is it's the fourth Jonas brother why did he they get have, left out? Because he's much younger. Oh. Yeah. But anyway, so like I took her back from, I took her from the Salvation Army to this huge fucking mansion. I banged her there. So it's probably the best day of her homeless life. Um, except I probably came real fast, but who cares? Yeah, uh, she doesn't care. Did you yeah. watch a movie with her? No, ew. What do you mean, ew? I don't want to get the smell on the house. Like, she didn't want to watch Oliver Twist? No, I brought her there to bang her and then took her back to the Salvation Army. Well, what was your move? You started taking off your clothes off in the driveway or what? No, I wa- I opened the door to a fucking 12,000 square foot mansion with 40 foot ceilings and giant windows looking out into like a koi pond and massive pool with a whole oasis built into it. And I opened the door to that and she went <laughs> and her vagina <laughs> flooded like our fucking koi pond. And then I, like, what are you talking? What is your move? You know why rich guys are rich? Because that works. Like, it's what are you talking about? Uh, Fuck. But yeah, so I mean, like it was, I was young and dude, when I was young, I did a lot of dumb stuff. I met a girl on an app that was 39 when I was 19. She got married the year I was born. Her husband had been in a really bad traffic accident and so he was paralyzed. A track accident? Traffic, like he, I'm retarded, oh, I'm oh, really oh, high. Uh, he got in a really bad traffic accident and he was paralyzed from the waist down. And so they had an arrangement where like they stayed married but like she could just bang people. So you can't, he couldn't fuck. Yeah, he, couldn't, he would, couldn't do anything below the waist. And so she could go and get her jollies wherever. So I banged her, and that was, that was like my first MILF experience. That was cool. And then I banged my uh, government teacher from community college. So I did, Shut up. I swear to God. Dude, and now, so she was, I, it was such a weird story. The first, she was married? The first day of class, she is like talking about stuff uh, and like doing the syllabus and everything. And then she said uh, her husband always traveled for work and i was like oh i'm gonna bang that lady like for sure like just jokingly to my friend i'm 19 like i'm such an asshole and i and leo my friend i'm gonna bang how her. old we, was she because i had some pretty young ass community college teachers bro. she was like late 20s yeah all right uh maybe mid 20s even right but so then i end up like the next day of class I keep talking and interrupting and making jokes. And then she says, uh, Mr. Eaton, I'm going to put duct tape on your mouth. And I said, only if I get to put you in handcuffs. And the whole class is like, oh, shit. Like, you can't say that to the teacher. And she's like, get out of my class. Go to the fucking dean's office. Like, fuck you. What's wrong with you? So I'm supposed to go to the dean's office. I just don't go. So I just show up to the next class. And she's like, I heard you didn't go to the dean's office. I'm like, nah. She's like, well, you <laughs> She's like, well, you can't talk to me that way in class. And I was like, yeah, that's fair. I'm sorry. It was just an instinct to reply something funny. Uh, so get through the class and then I took another class with her the next semester and it was Texas government. My dad is like a Texas government, like genius and my whole family's super deep Texas. So I like helped in the class. Like I knew all the shit already and was like extra helpful. And at the end of the semester, she added me on Facebook and then messaged me and then we went to go get coffee and we talked and then ended up banging and it was like the craziest shit ever. You got a day kill off that? Uh, well, it was uh, it was nighttime. A day kill. Oh. Well, well, you said you got coffees, and then he said you fucked. So I was like, damn, this will this guy got a day kill. No, no, uh, it was like a seven o'clock coffee, uh, like a evening coffee thing. What? Yeah, it's, I didn't even know that was a thing. Yeah, as you get older, you'll start to like 
your late twenties, you'll do like some of those dates. No. Like, did you did you bang the twenty eight year old from the other night? No, no. And you know I didn't because I, I didn't know you I didn't. texted you. I didn't know. <laughs> I, no, I, I didn't remember if you said you didn't bang or not because you said you were. I I said you said she was twenty eight and I said be less of a fuck boy and be more of a fuck man. You said that after I told you that we didn't fuck, so I thought that was your advice for the next twenty eight year old. No, no, I said that like as soon as you said that you were going there. No, that was what I, think, I told you to. to it, well, to, it was fucking weird, bro. So like, we go to uh, we go to like that bar that's over. It's actually it's right over by the uh, biscuits and groovy. It's by the Terry Blacks. It's uh, it's across the street. From, yeah, yeah, I know that area, the yeah, little yeah, Barton Springs area. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But what's the bar called? It was uh, Barton Springs Saloon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fuck yeah, dude. Uh, which was all right. It was cheap as shit. Uh, and uh, but I mean, most of the places are out here cheap as shit. So we went. We were talking. She kind of had like a southern accent. She wasn't like hot or nothing, but she was definitely fuckable for like a twenty-eight year old. Uh, and <laughs> what? It's just so. Fu- I'm thirty. <laughs> <laughs> like I'm older than her. And you're like for a twenty-eight year old. That's fucking, that ancient bitch. Like, 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 you're like, bro, come on. She was a sophomore when I was a senior. All right, like chill. <laughs> I'm I'm 24. I can still bang 20 year olds, you know, 21 year olds. Like, what so is 28. No, is you can bang 19 year olds. It's half your age plus seven. Half your age plus seven. What is half my age? 12 plus seven is 19. Yeah. Oh fuck yeah! I didn't know that. Yeah. Fuck yeah! Let's start using that. That's the rule, as I've heard it. Well, I'm so. What if you're gr- fucking? Dude, I'm so grateful to be out of dating and all that. Uh, first off, like, my wife's awesome, and that's like the you best. Guys seem happy. Yeah, super happy. Well, like she's so much fun. Like, we went out last night, uh, and, like, we went to, first we went to Barbarella's, which is a gay bar here that does a thing called Tuesdays. So much fun. They play great music. They've got pretty cheap drinks. Like, what, just like full of lots John of people. Or? So last night was Robin tribute night. The, the Robin? R-O-B-Y-N, Robin, she sings. Oh, Robin Thicke? No. Oh. Who? No, just, it's just Robin. She does EDM. It's like dance oh. fun music. Anyways. Whack. Uh, it was great. It was great. So <laughs> it was great. Anyway, it was great. So we did that, and then we went over to Rain on Fourth Street. So my most of my wife's friends are gay. So she oh. like she's always like big part of gay culture. And Pride Month is like their month. So like the bars are so much fun. You go and support the bar. You're supporting like gay community. So we went there. I like how you spin that to make yourself look like a great guy. No, like it. I'm not saying you're a trash guy. Be like, you support the community, support the bars, like, dude. I do. That, the fuck dude, out of here. You're I buy. To get drunk. I buy drinks at open mics to support the bars there. Yeah, same. Like, because all the fucking comics just drink water, and it's like, what you're gonna charge me two dollars for a coke? I don't want to drink a bunch of fucking coke. Right. Like, that's gonna give me fucking diabetes with no fun. Like, put some Jack Daniels in there. At least let me enjoy getting diabetes. <laughs> but uh, we did karaoke last night. She she sang, and she's a fucking performer. It's amazing. So like, you know. So I, I, that's what I'm saying is like, I hear you talking about going on these dates and stuff and like going and trying to find people and get to know them. And it just sounds exhausting. I don't that. Whoa, whoa, whoa. You're putting words in my mouth. Oh, yeah, I'm yeah. just trying to fuck. Yeah. I'm not. No, but even that part anybody. sounds exhausting. Like, going yeah. to find, oh. like, oh, it is like you have to go and find new people to bang and you have to like hope they don't have herpes. It's part of the I fun. got herpes. You have herpes. Yeah, bro. This shit sucks. No, you don't. I swear to God, dude, I found out uh, on Valentine's Day this year. Of, no, 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 no. No, uh, it was like ten years ago, three or four years ago. I've done jokes about it on stage, and one time I did that joke at the open mic at the Ice House, and then Bruce Gay goes, "Mike just tells people he has herpes, so they think he fucks." <laughs> <laughs> and it was one of the funniest roasts I've ever heard. That's funny, uh, but yeah, I, I mean, like, just like the whole like banging life is exhausting. I mean, yeah, well, I mean, the lack thereof so far. But in you're Austin, young, so like, you still got. 
I think that's why she didn't want to fuck me. That's what I was telling you, dude. Like, if you're trying to bang like a girl that's in her late twenties, she hates young twenties dudes. Why? I just thought she would want to like the experience, and so like they've had that. They can have that experience. Any girl can get any dick they want. Yeah, it's, it's true. It's there's an unbelievable supply of penis and an unbelievable demand for vagina. They are the power holders in that yeah. relationship. Yeah. So your twenty four year old, very wonderful, I'm sure, dick is not anything she gives a fuck. Yeah, about. but the whole time I was making her laugh, like all this shit, and then like at the end, uh, like you know, we're a couple drinks deep, and I was just like, you know, you make that little Tinder move where you're like, so like, what do you want Tinder for? You know, and she was like, uh, you know, she was, I don't know, like just to feel. You don't some- ask that before you get there. No, because then it's like you got to ask them when they have a couple drinks because then they're more likely to be like, what do you want it for? And then you tell them you're there to fuck. And then they're like, all right. Well, so like, so like this is how it like it usually plays out. And uh-huh. so like, so she said, no bullshit. She said uh, to feel something weird. So, so I was like, oh, perfect. So she's a rape survivor. No. <laughs> it's she so, had some kind of could, trauma. I mean, 20, she's for sure got some kind of trauma. You don't to say feel, to, to feel, feel something. <laughs> <laughs> Why do you want a dating guy? To feel something. Like what? <laughs> Like, what happened to you? You poor, sweet person. Like, she was not sweet. Okay. Because uh, she didn't yeah. fuck me. Uh, but, like, <laughs> maybe it would have changed my mind a little bit. Uh, but, uh, and so yeah, I was maybe like, your trauma is validated if you give it up, you know? Exactly, exactly. <laughs> uh, but I was like, um, so I was like, oh, perfect. And so I was like, you want to kill these drinks and then go back to my place? And she was like, oh, she's like, you're funny and like handsome, all this stuff, but I'm not going to fuck you tonight. And I was like, what? Why not? I was like, why not? And yeah. She was like, uh, she was like, eh, just don't feel like it. And I was like, what do you mean you don't feel like it? Like, how do you? Ah, uh, yeah. I don't See, understand. And you already how. lost there. Now you've lost because you're getting defensive. I was Now you've made an argument into whether or not she should bang you, and that shouldn't be the argument. And then my response was eight inches. Yeah, and then she was like, your feet are eight inches long. That's very cute, Galen. No, and so then I went in. I just gra- I paid my tab and I just left. Man, see, like. And I then understand I re- that I as a strategy her. for you, and I get that you want to do that, but like, you gotta you gotta put some empathy in there. Like, let's see where other people. Like, first off, the conversation about expectations of what you expect from it. I think you should have that first, like before you get there, because you're wasting both your time. Because if you get to the yeah, bar and clearly. you're like, "Hey, what do you want Tinder for?" and they say something like, "To feel something." <laughs> just wasted your fucking night dude because you've got someone that needs to go to therapy before they need to get any dick like yeah like that's the only d they need in their life is a doctor like, a doctor. It's just, like someone needs like to feel something is a very scary answer that is huh so like now i feel bad for reporting her you reported the profile and then i sent her a screenshot of the reporting what's wrong with you <laughs> jesus christ like because that's the other thing that like i, I spent 20 bucks man to jerk oh. off that night you spent uh, what the bar tab twenty bucks? Yeah, but you could have had a fun bar tab. Like, why wouldn't you just like you had a fun experience? I mean, the drinks were nice. Yeah, I don't know, man. And I also, wanna... twenty bucks is not a that's not anything to be sad about. Like, it's wh- not. But I mean, what I were you gonna do that night instead? Watch the game. Jerk off or f- watch the game, Galen. <laughs> You're going to watch the game? Shut the fuck up. <laughs> what does sports do for you? So explain this to me as a grown man Last that night. has no athletic ability. What do, Okay, sorry. You can kind of play basketball. I've seen clips on Instagram of I run winning a, in I run a 418 mile. What are you talking about, bruh? Four minutes and 18 seconds for a mile? I was a fucking nationally ranked runner. What Great. You so your sport is running. Yeah. <laughs> you're, you're telling me that your sport, that your prowess is, 
is you can run fast for long. Wow, Galen. That's pretty cool. I guess you can run away from all of the real athletes who are doing sports if you had to fight them. Get out of here, man. Dude, the first guy to run a marathon died. And then everyone else was just like, I'll do that as a sport. That's so stupid. We're all going to die at some point. Yeah, but why would you want to do it from running? I never passed away. Yet. You don't, I don't know yet. Do, You're going to try and do anymore. an Iron Man or something. You don't do it anymore? Yeah, shit, bro. You weigh six pounds. What I'm do you. A fat ass. Look at this. Look at it. Watch it jiggle. Don't appropriate my culture, first off. Like. You don't see this jiggling? That's not fat. I have that on my. Bro, look at my neck. This I is bullshit, you. bro. Dude, if you jumped <laughs> out of there and you held this out, it would flap up like a sugar glider. There's no fucking substance to that. You need some like meat. a sugar glider. That's what I'm saying. I, I would glide to safety. No, you have loose how much- skin. You don't have a fucking fat no, neck. Like- yeah, mm. you look like a lizard. What are you doing? You, look, <laughs> you got chameleon skin. Why are you pulling your skin so far off your neck, bro? That was crazy looking. You guys can't see this, but Galen pulled his skin a good five, six inches off his neck. It was like... Like a, a skin turtleneck. Ask him, <laughs> ask him to do it for you in person no, the next time you see I'll, him. I'm going to lose weight before then. I'm a fat ass. Lose weight? Don't look at That's me. That's not going to tighten your neck. You Don't look at me. fucking surgery. <laughs> surgery. You, you got to go to like Dr. Sadat in Beverly Hills and have him do a, a chin oh, tuck. Oh, man. Oh, man. You think if you jumped... Oh, actually, there was a question that someone submitted that would have been perfect for a conversation we were having like 10 minutes ago. Uh-huh. Someone asked... Uh, the fattest chick that you and I have ever fucked. The fattest chick. Um, I have a like an unbelievable story about that that I've done on stage a couple times, but it's like a like ninety nine percent real story. Well, tell the real story then. Uh, but it's it's funnier if I add the part. Do it then. You Do can it. Guess then. what's fake? Okay. So uh, I met this girl on an app. There used to be an app before Tinder and Bumble and all that bullshit. There was a thing called Who's Here. It was like a blue background with like an orange person and the whole app was just showing you who was on, you'd filter by whether you wanted males or females. So it would show you every female that was online and then how many miles away they were from you. And then it just had like their profile. There's no matching. You could just message them. So like girls would just show up on there 10, 15 miles away. You message them and then you could go meet up and bang them. So one night I messaged this girl and she's got like kind of like a Russian looking face, maybe like a lot of makeup, not horrendous but not like great or anything and we're messaging and then she's like hey what are you doing tonight and i'm like nothing chilling she's like can i come over and suck your dick and i was like yeah of course that sounds amazing that's like <laughs> i think i was 22 23 at the time uh so a while ago so she comes over and uh first off she pulls up and she's in a ford mustang which I don't know if you know this and have experienced this yet, but all fat girls drive Ford Mustangs. Yes. Like real fat girls drive Ford Mustangs. I don't know if they fit them better or something or if there's like <laughs> a Weight Watchers coupon they use at Ford dealerships. But like a promo code. Real big girls be driving Mustangs. Like that's just yeah. their, their shit. So a Mustang pulls up and I'm already like, ah. And then she gets Hold out. Hold on, time out. But what year was this Mustang? Was it so new? So this was, uh, it was a newer model. Yeah. Damn, all right. Um, but I mean, this was seven or eight years ago. So, but back then, but back then it was a newer, no, newer model one. It was like right when the ones with the turn signals that went, dun, 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 dude, those are fire. Yeah, those, those are, are fire. But so she gets out of the car, and instead of like a, the way a person should be built, she kind of looks like the way like an autistic six year old would draw a person, where it's just like body with like like a head and like legs and arms coming out of it, like a circle with just limbs coming out. Where were you living? Was this the mansion? No, I was in Dallas. I had an apartment. Oh, okay. Uh, so I had a second floor apartment of all things. So. Uh, she 
gets out of the car. She's super fucking fat. She's so fat that she can't do steps like forward. She has to do the like pivot. <laughs> like she has to step pivot, step pivot because like she's so fucking big. Like I'm going to, she was five, eight, probably two eighty. No. Yeah. What do you weigh right now? Uh, right now, like two seventy, but I'm six one, and I also have a lot of muscle in there. But like, I'm I'm fat too. Like, but I'm, I'm a not big saying boy. you're a fat ass. I'm just, but I was like, just asking if you took me and you shrunk me down a foot, essentially with the same amount of weight and more weight. plus what? Yeah, yeah, plus another ten twenty pounds, and not of muscle, just of fat. Like, what did you? So what did you do? So I saw her get out of the car and I saw that, and I was still standing on my second floor stairs at the top of my stairs. Had she seen you yet? No. But so I'm standing at the top and I was like, ah, fuck. And then I was like, you know what? Like, it'd be pretty funny to watch her climb these stairs. (laughs) 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 Like, there's a lot of stairs. So I walk down the stairs and I go to give her a hug and my hands don't even touch behind her. I'm just like, so nice to meet you. She didn't have any pictures on the app? She had one of her face real close up and she just looked bigger. She didn't look giant. So, and I think it was like edited. But anyways... I think it so, was and I'd been drinking. So like, you know, it was like, whatever. And so I go and I hug her at the bottom of the stairs and then I go up the stairs in front of her, but I go up like normal speed and I turn around at the top and she's like five stairs up. And I was like, I'll be right back. And I went inside and did a couple shots of vodka. <laughs> <laughs> and then I came back out and I was just standing at the top of the stairs like her fucking cheerleader. Like, you got it. You're almost here. Come on. <laughs> oh, no. So she gets up to the top of the stairs and she's like, <laughs> like wheezing. And I'm like, Jesus fucking Christ. Like what an animal. So then we uh, go inside my apartment and she sits down on the couch and I hear like a creak and I'm like, ah, it's not good. So I have uh, another couple drinks and I put on some bullshit on Netflix and like 20 minutes into it. I'm like, I literally had down like three drinks. Like I had been like sitting down with a drink, chugging it and then getting back up and getting another drink. And like 20, 30 minutes into it, she goes, hey, can I suck your dick? And I was like, I, I guess. She's like, can we go to your bedroom? I was like, all right. So like, we walked to my bedroom, and she goes, lay down. Like, all right. So I lay down on my bed, and then she pulls out like a handkerchief. Like a, you know, like, like a white snot rag handkerchief. Yeah, yeah. And she pulls out one of those, and she puts it like right here. So I know there's an audio. On yeah, her? on me. So right. it's like right under my dick. And then she pulls out my dick. I'm soft, by the way, because I'm not. Attracted to this woman at all. And then she turns on like the super vortex 9000 and just like, (laughs) like on my soft dick until it's hard. So she sucks it from scratch. And then like, also like, I didn't have anyone to impress. Like I'm not trying to hold it in for anybody. So I just like close my eyes. And you got to think about this. Like a fat girl, like she got that way by shoveling food in her face. Like she's not like unaccustomed to shoving stuff in her mouth. So like, she's just fucking going to town on my dick. And like maybe a minute later, just pop. Like her fucking ponytail blows back. She takes the handkerchief. She wipes her mouth. She gets up and she leaves. And I'm like, what the shit? She just like, she like walked out of my room. I was like, that's fucking crazy. So I'm sitting there. I'm like, man, that was pretty fucking weird. And I'm pretty drunk by this point. So like, I like, like pull my pants back up and I get out. And then I, I walk in the living room and I see it like my bathroom lights on. So I assume like she's in the bathroom. So I'm like, oh, she went to the bathroom to like clean herself up or something. Afterwards. Time out. Please tell me that she's not shuffling the handkerchief inside her pussy to knock herself up. I have no idea. No idea. No. No idea. So, so I I go into the kitchen. I make myself a drink, and it's been like five minutes, and like still in the bathroom, and, and then I knock on the bathroom door, and it's like not all the way closed, and it opens. She's not in there. I'm like, what the fuck? So I, I like my apartment's not huge. I look in the other rooms. She's gone. So I open the door, and then I walk out, and her car's gone. 
And I'm like, the fuck? And then I like go on the app to go and message her and her profile's gone. She like disappeared from the face of the earth. So what I think happened is it was a mythical creature and it was like cock goblin and it just showed up and it like generated was like, I need sad guy come. And it found me and it came and then it put it out like it was at like a nice restaurant. Then it ate its fucking meal and then it wiped its face and then it left. The only thing about that's fake is the handkerchief. Why is that fake? It I, it's just funnier to me that way. <laughs> <laughs> I think the story is funnier with the handkerchief. <laughs> she didn't bring a handkerchief, but everything else there is true. <laughs> that wasn't the part that I thought was made up. I know no one ever does, That's but it's so just funny. it's such a good detail to add for no particular reason. That's so funny, dude. Uh, I've never like I'm I'm into like skinny girls and shit, right? Mm-hmm. But like I did bang a fatty. Like mm-hmm. like she weighed like as much as you did. Uh huh. And but like the part that makes it funny is that. Me and my friend did it like because we thought it'd be funny. Uh-huh. And it was we, we devil three summed her. Good, 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 good. So it was like a real pig roast. Yeah. Like, <laughs> dude, I didn't come one time because it was just so gross. Like when she was sucking my dick, like, I had my eyes closed. I was picturing like, dude, I pictured Princess Diana. Anybody? Princess Diana. I pictured what every- a strange thing, Galen. What's saying. wrong with you today? I'm Tried saying. to say Ronda Rousey, you said Mickey Rooney and Riley Reed, and now to come, you thought of Princess Diana and others. <laughs> and, and who are the others? Anyone that ever existed, like besides <laughs> this chick. It was that bad, bro. But Princess Diana's <laughs> was hot. That's crazy, man. Yeah, dude. And wow. then uh, it was so funny in the beginning because like we both like walked in there and we like we were like we need to smoke. So we went out like and got fucking super high because I was like, there's no way we're doing this sober. And there was not enough alcohol for me to just do that shit. And we drove there, so mm-hmm. it was, like, we can't just like we were trying to like dip right after, you know. We're just trying to like hang out. Yeah, and yeah it, no, like, I get that. She paid her brother, her little brother, seventy bucks to leave the house so she could have the house to herself. Uh, which I mean, I guess works out for him because we just walked in. That dude was leaving. He's like, "Peace." And we were like, "Oh man, this is happening, right?" So we're standing in the corner, uh, and dude, this was like three years ago. We're standing in the corner, and uh, she's laying there, and she's like, "Let me go freshen up." And she goes into the bathroom to like do whatever the fuck chicks do in there, like probably like just dry her pussy out or something, or mm-hmm. like clean it or whatever the fuck. And uh, I'm standing in the corner, and so I was. I told my friend, I was like, "Bro, you gotta just like dive in there, like just like go for it." He's like, "Why do I gotta do it?" And I was like, "Bro, I drove." And he fucking, she comes back and she sits down on the couch. She's like, "So are we doing this?" And like, we I, we gave each other like a look, and I gave him that "You better fucking do it" look. And he just fuck. I I will never forget this. I will never fucking forget this. And I forget a lot of shit. Like mm-hmm. like you know when you think about memories, like how present are you in that memory? You know, yeah. I will never forget how I felt just watching my friend take two steps and just dive into like just dive in there bro and i stood there my mouth dropped i stood there in the corner in my boxers just fucking mouth gaping open Oof. and then like just watching him make out and like like him rubbing her pussy and shit for like a minute and i was just like no no she, do dude, she had cottage cheese ass and legs bro yeah. it was disgusting and then she got up came over to me started kissing me and i was like yeah, and we did it, and it was so fucking. It was the whole time for we, you. The whole time we were just making our, ourselves laugh and shit, which it was fucking hilarious. Being a buddy that devils through some of chick, he was also trying to make me laugh the whole time. Yeah, <laughs> he kept making fucking faces at me. He kept doing like monkey face, like he would like pull his ears out. And like, <laughs> I kept doing that shit, and she was like, "If you guys don't stop, I'm gonna leave." <laughs> was she a fat ass? No. Well, what the fuck was he doing then? It was just funny. It is funny, bro. We were sixteen. Yeah, that shit's so funny. Dude. People like I would like sometimes I'll like fuck with like Dom and Brandon and like uh like my homie uh Joseph and shit and just be like, mm-hmm. dude, like would you bang that chick with me like blah blah blah? They're like, no, dude, like that's gay, blah blah. I'm like, that's not gay. Well, Dom's not 
Dom's not like that's not it's not gay or whatever. He's like, dude, I'm 36. I'm not doing that shit. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Like, it's like he should have hit me up when I was 15 years ago. Like, <laughs> yeah, dude. So I told the first part of this story on Giggle Boys. But yeah. I never told the second part of it because it's just ridiculous. The Devil's Threesome? No, it's uh, about it's the chick from The Devil's Threesome. But so me and my buddy had hooked up with her before, but so she was just like a girl we'd call over when we were like bored or hungover and be like, "Come over, we want to bang." So and you know we're sixteen, seventeen, and we my buddy uh, his parents how old was she divorced? She was seventeen or eighteen. She was a year older than us, but a grade younger. It was weird. Uh, she was from Canada, mm. so. Uh, my buddy's parents split up and he got an apartment his junior year of high school. So junior year and senior year, he had his own fucking apartment. What the fuck? Which is like so. And his older brother uh, first lived close by and then lived with him. His older brothers ended up becoming one of my close friends. He'd buy us booze and everything. So we had a great fucking life. Partied all the fucking time. One night, me and this guy were over at a party at this dude's house. It was like a bonfire party and we're all partying in a field and just drinking and being crazy. And I don't remember why. But my buddy put on peanut butter like face paint. And it was it was just like funny. He put, he put peanut butter on like it on was face, face paint. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So he just like covers his face in peanut butter. We're all laughing about it. It's just like one of those dumb drunk things you do. And then the next morning we wake up and like Nate's house that we were staying at. He's like a kind of gross dude. So we were like, eh, well, the, Jordan like rinsed off there, but didn't use like soap or anything. And he's like, well, let's go back to your apartment. We'll smoke and figure out what we're gonna do today. So we go over to Jordan's apartment. We're sitting there, and we're like six or seven bowls in on a bong, Fuck. and we're playing Afro Samurai, and he's like, I'm going to call this girl. So he calls her. She comes over. And this is after you guys had already banged her and shit? Yeah, the, we right. both had banged her. I had stopped banging her at this point and was like over her and uh, like didn't like her as a person anymore, but Jordan sure. still banged her. So Jordan calls this chick to come over, and uh, they're in his room, and I'm out smoking more weed playing Afro Samurai on like the big screen in the living room. And then I hear him like scream like a, like a dude scream, like, ah, uh, like scared. And I'm like, well, that's fucking not good. <laughs> like that's fucking weird. <laughs> and I open the door and Jordan is standing there like freaked out in his boxers. And the chick is laid on her back and her vagina is like eight times the size it should be. It is just swollen to fuck. It's huge, like massive, huge. And we're like, what the fuck? And she is like kind of seizing and like can't really breathe. And what? like it's like her eyes are starting to swell up a little bit. And I'm like, what the fuck is going on? And then it clicks. She has a super severe peanut allergy. And he hadn't gotten all the peanut butter oil shit off of his face. So when he had tried to go down on her, she had like an immediate super allergic reaction no. on her vagina. <laughs> So now we're both hung over and stoned out of our mind and this girl is fucking dying. I figure out it's a fucking allergy thing and I'm like, dude, you have to stab her with the EpiPen. And so then he's like, I, I don't, I'm, not, I'm not fucking doing that. And I'm like, dude, you have to. You fucking did this. Like, you do it. She's going to die. And I'm like, dude, you do it. You, I'm not going to stab her. You fucking do it. So we're arguing over who's going to stab her. You just had an EpiPen laying around. No, she had an EpiPen. Oh, in her did, bag. Was she trying to, was she like handing it to you? No, like, but like we went and found her bag. Like oh. it was in like the living room. So like I went and found the bag. I grabbed the EpiPen. It looks like a syringe thing with like a big orange tip on it. Yeah. So I hand it to Jordan and he's like, all right, stabs her in the fucking leg. Nothing happens. And I'm like, I thought they're supposed to like, <gasps> like back to life, like, <laughs> like what the shit's going on. And then like blood starts trickling out from where he stabbed her. He didn't take the cap off. <laughs> so homie just like stabbed her fucking thigh. So then he takes it out. The cap like stays in her leg and then he stabs her again with it. And like a couple seconds later, she starts breathing and like comes back to life and it's like fine. <laughs> 
and then I drive both of them to the fucking hospital in my truck, and I say I'm dropping them off to park, and I just left. I just left them at the <laughs> hospital. I was like, y'all fucking deal with it. I'm going home. Fuck all that. Yeah. So, so yeah. The first part of that story is the chick uh, came over like a few weeks before that. Eh, maybe a month or two before that. She came over. She sucked my dick, and then she left. And then I got a call from the hospital trying to figure out like how much like allergy she had been in contact with. I'd had Chick-fil-A for lunch, and they cook it in peanut oil. And the peanut oil had made its way into my nut. And when she swallowed my nut, it got that's the only thing we could figure out. So she had an allergic reaction from my cum. So that was the story I told on our podcast. But That's hilarious. Yeah. That's crazy, dude. Imagine, like, like, are you allergic to anything? No, it's great. My wife's super allergic to honey, which you don't realize how much shit that in, like, is in until you find it out. Someone's allergic. Yeah. Like, that's... Oh, we talked about this, because yeah. I asked you how she found out. That's what I was about to say. Like, isn't that crazy how, like, people find that shit out? Like, if you're, like, deathly allergic to bee stings you know you don't know until you get stung by a bee you're like oh that's cute and yeah like you don't know like i'm allergic to uh, also i don't think anybody gets stung by a bee and goes oh that's cute <laughs> you know it was like a cute bee no like it hurts and you're like oh that's cute when, like, was last time, when was last time you got stung by a bee bro i'm convinced they just target children because i don't know any adult has been stung by a bee i think you might be right dude i haven't been stung by a bee in forever that's what i'm saying i used to get sting, stung all the time as a kid now I, i'd still walk through grass dude I, I don't get stung all right do you know anything about catholic mass no all right and there's a point in mass where they uh do like pr- like the priest or someone says things to the community for them to pray for and then the whole community says lord hear our prayer <laughs> okay so yeah, it's I like that. The, so that happens at mass so i went to catholic school kindergarten through fourth grade in third grade the bishop came to our school to do a mass and i got picked as one of the kids that got to do one of the special prayer parts of mass I was an altar boy so I got to go up and say, like, for these people, this, 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 uh, we lift you up to the Lord. And then everybody was like, Lord, hear our prayer. So I got to do that part. So I, what you're supposed to do is after you say the thing, you raise your hand, and then everybody says, Lord, hear our prayer. Well, I'm a piece of shit. So what I did was I said the thing, and then I went. <laughs> and I did the arm wave. But the worst part is as I did the arm wave, a bee was flying and stung me in the ear. And I went, slap my head so in front of my entire family the entire fucking school in mass a bee stings me in the ear and i go ah fuck into a microphone and slap it my grandma almost died of fury it was it was bad dude my uh one of my <laughs> friends joseph i mentioned oh shit joseph diaz no he's not a comic or nothing oh. he's just a, like i've known him for like 13 14 years uh, I should not have said his name before I tell this next story, but whatever. <laughs> like this, I should not have said it, but whatever. We're not even going to go back. He just needs to own it at this point. Uh, yeah, bitch. Yeah. He got, he was, a, he was a Jehovah's Witness and his whole family is like Jehovah's Witnesses. <laughs> and he got excommunicated. Oh, hell yeah. Dude, like, and I didn't realize, I thought that that was like, you know, Oh, that shit happened in the 1300s. Excommunication, bro? No. This fool... Shit's like, real. So, like, he got caught, like, banging his girlfriend or something, like, in his car. And so his mom, like, told the pastor, or, like, or the leader of the whatever church or whatever. Lame. And so he got excommunicated, and he had to, like, apologize to the entire church <laughs> and then walk, th- walk with his head down, like, through the church as they, like, all shamed him and shit. <laughs> <laughs> 
never to never come back. And like, you know, when this happened, he was, you know, like 17. And so he was like, fuck yeah, now my Wednesdays are free. Yeah. But like, but at the, I was like, dude, he was telling me this. And I was like, just picturing like my friend getting shamed by like a whole church for getting pussy. You know, all dude. the dudes that were in there were just like, fuck. Like, I wish that was, me. you know, <laughs> like, fuck. That had to be like, I... Like, all-time funny moment, bro. Like, do you have a video? Because, like, that would be the... Just Can him. you imagine, like, being a 17-year-old and they're like, hey, you have to feel shame. And then, like, like, all of the people, all of the dudes in there also have been 17. And, like, half of them are like, well, I did that and didn't get caught. And yeah. the other half are like, I never got to do it. Fuck that kid. Yeah. Like, like, there's just, like, such a mixture of crazy emotions. Like, people in groups are scary, dude. I'm glad that I never went to church. I n- I've never been to church once. Dude, you got to go. It's hilarious. I served community service at a church one time. Yeah, for? Uh... <laughs> <laughs> I stole I stole chemicals that out of a out of the science class. You make lab. a meth, bro? No, no, no. It was br- bromothymol blue. All right. Which, which is a chemical that turns piss blue. Okay. And makes you shit your pants, like diarrhea. It's like a natural laxative, but it also turns your pee blue. Okay. And so like, okay, well, we had like a, a student teacher. And so like we were... The thing is, when it's like introduced to carbon dioxide, it turns uh, red. So you, we would blow on it through straws to turn it red. It was some dumbass shit, right? Okay. And the guy made a joke, so I thought it was harmless. He was like, "Oh, well, make sure you don't like suck in or take it through the other end because you'll be spackling the toilet all night." And so me fucked up as shit. I was like, "Well, that'd be fucking hilarious to give this to my friends." Yeah. Uh, and so I stole some in a water bottle, and like the part that like I got caught taking it in the water bottle by the actual teacher. And that should have been my red flag, but then I did it again and got away with it. And so, but they didn't show us the bottle. I guess there's like a skull and crossbones like on the bottle or whatever, but like, you know, who gives a fuck? So then Uh, you poisoned your friends? (laughs) Is that what happened, Galen? You poisoned your friends? And a couple random people, and one of the random people told on me. And so I had to do community service. But the thing is, I didn't like, it wasn't like a ton. So I took like, so. Galen, you're canceled. You cosbied people. No, but with poop. Lax- it's laxatives. That's not yeah. cancelable. That's dude. you never gave your friends laxatives. No, I had friends give me laxatives. Cool. And are they canceled? No. You're They're, still friends with them. No, I don't talk to them a lot. They're terrible people. <laughs> that, was, that was an awful thing to do. That was super mean. <laughs> Hear me out before okay. you say I'm canceled, you dick. Uh, here's the like. This is a water bottle. This is yes, just like that a water is bottle. a standard water bottle. Literally. The amount that I took was this much, and I filled the rest he, up with water. So he's pointing to about three quarters of the way. No, so dude, he no. Three quarters. No, I, he's li- I'm like, I'm lying. A, he, it was literally it was like, a, like a pinky nail. Like it was like the top part of your pinky. There was nothing in it. I would the say people, a centimeter of the water bottle. Yeah, the people that took it, nothing happened to them. Nobody, like there was such no, a, no blue pee or nothing, anything. Nothing. It was such a little amount, which is why nothing ever happened. Because so I had just. I the, what you're saying is the only reason that you weren't successful in poisoning people is because you didn't use enough poison. I'm well. That and the reason why, like, I never really got in trouble, or the poison wasn't strong enough. It wasn't poison. Stop saying poison. It, you poisoned your friends. You you no, gave them laxatives. drugs to make them shit themselves, which is hilarious. It, I'm not debating how funny See, this but is. Here's what the thing. I'm here's saying the thing. is, I didn't. They willingly took it. I didn't fucking shove it down their throat or nothing like a poisoner so you didn't, would do. Like sneaky dose them. You said, "Hey, drink this thing. You'll shit your pants. It'll be funny." <laughs> no, what I did say is this is the new flavor of Gatorade and I think it tastes good. You should try it. <laughs> and all of these people are so stupid that they drank Dude, the mystery funniest, Gatorade? The f- yeah. So <laughs> I, I I want what you did was wrong, but also I'm a little bit mad at the victims because don't say victims, bro. Because you're you poisoned me, these. You're pointing people. me in a, a, a shameful light, but it was funny at the time and now. 
Anyway. You think when Ari Shafir gave Burt Kreischer that's ecstasy fun. was funny? Oh, I thought it was Molly. It was that's Molly. That's what ecstasy is. Oh, I'm retarded. Molly is the active ingredient next to It's the nickname for methyl dioxymethyl. You've heard my joke about how I don't know about drugs, right? Like it's, Maybe. You'll hear it on Friday or Saturday. But like, yeah. uh, no. Um, well, what happened? The, the worst one, though, like you were saying, like it's also partially their fault was one of my friends took like a, a small sip of it and he was like, I don't taste anything. And I was like, oh, you got to take like another hit. This will downs like half the bottle i was like bro and i was i was like dude that's bromothelma blue like you should like dude uh, and like and he like the funniest part about the whole thing is that that whole the rest of the day he started freaking the fuck out like mm-hmm. that he like went home like all this she was freaking out because he thought he was gonna like shit in his pants blue yeah. and shit nothing ever happened to him so it was just funny that he started freaking out but i had to like so like the thing that fucked me over was the principal at the time uh i guess his sister was in the hospital because mm-hmm. she got poisoned uh, by an enemy or something, and so like he's like, so he was we're prosecuting the full. Yeah. Yes, you poisoned like, people. No, I did not. I did you not. You tricked people into taking a drug, not they, a drug, it, it a chemical. A drug. What? What's the difference? Tell me the difference between drugs and chemicals, Galen. Give me a second. <laughs> yep. Yep. Drugs are fun. Okay. Chemicals can smell bad sometimes, but this one didn't. It wasn't a bad one. So, what are drugs made of? Here's the thing. <laughs> Here's the thing. They're made of chemicals, Galen. Before but you what? judge me, we got to take this no, and I put understand. the judge. You're, you're a child. I'm not mad at you I was legit it. 14. I'm just saying. It, it was funny. Don't. I'm also just playing this up because it's very funny to watch you try and defend yourself. Like, <laughs> you look like I really care about what you did as a for. I don't give a shit. Dude. But, but it's very funny to watch you be upset for drugging people because you did drug that, victims. Not and, victims. And the only reason it didn't work is because your poison wasn't strong enough. Because I felt bad for the for the people. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> See, you're the victims now. I do. I'm rid of this one. The two things that bailed me out, I only got 30 hours of community service and mm-hmm. like not like no presses, no charges were pressed or nothing. I even got my coach to drink it. Uh, but there is, there is the only reason, and he's like a 60 year old man, uh, there's the only reason that, that nothing, you told him it was Gatorade and he believed it? Yes, yes. What was it in? <laughs> a water bottle. And you told a stranger that a mystery substance in a water bottle was Gatorade. The new flavor that I somehow got my hands on. These people are fucking retarded. <laughs> I wish the poison had worked and killed them. We don't need what more the of them fuck? on this planet. I wish you had murdered these idiots, Galen. I wish that you had stolen uh, hydrofluoric acid. And you'd been like, hey, this is the new favorite of Gatorade. It tastes like burning. The two things that saved me was one, that they, they, everybody heard that teacher make that joke uh-huh. and make it seem like it was something that it wasn't making like and it wasn't actually you don't die from it yeah there was i you made just shit a lot you just shit a lot like yeah. you don't die from it uh but the fact that he's like you'll be back on the toilet forever instead of saying like oh it's a serious and you'll thing. die of deathness or yeah something. yeah instead of playing up like danger or whatever and so he made a joke about it so he got in trouble for that instead of me and two because you can't say some shit like that to like because the class that i was in was like the misfit class like like that teacher just got fucked so basically the two things that saved you is you shifted all the blame from yourself onto others yeah. <laughs> The reason why I did what was bad wasn't so bad is because it's other people's fault. <laughs> Dude, I should have been a lawyer. I'm the I'm the worst. I can frame all of this. Just make you, you look so bad. You would have got Casey Anthony the death penalty, bro. Like, For sure, she deserved it. Uh, Fuck that bitch. There's one letter that got sent out, even though there was like seven people that drank it. Uh, my friend Anthony has it, and late like a year ago, he had me sign it. 
just yeah. in case I get famous or something. Yeah, yeah. And it's the, from the police department. So that he can sell it to cancel you? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> At the time, the famous comedian Galen Nash drugged this is me, me and, and a bunch friends. of friends. And just with my signature on it and shit. Yeah, yeah. it's so funny. There's like a, it was just like a, a thing saying that like, we got him. Or like, mm. it was like, it was just saying that like, if you have any questions, feel, call this number and it just detailed like what happened or whatever, uh, which is also fucking hilarious because like, if let's say somehow I do become like super famous down the line or something, that is like, honestly, like gotta be the most valuable thing ever. The fucking, it's like, um, I, got, I think probably one of the random Tinder chicks you bang that has a child. That's probably, <laughs> 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 I imagine that one of your kids is going to be. You can't walk into Pawn Stars and sell my kid, though. You could sell that fucking letter uh, that I but signed. But there are other places you can sell that kid. There's that alarm going off saying that I should wake up for the podcast with Mike Eaton, but he showed up an hour early. I did. I did. You said you would be jerking off. So I del- That my... was scheduled for 20 more minutes. Oh. Oh, that was, no, that was you 45 were minutes ago. at 3.30. I jerk off like five times a day. That's crazy. And then still? I go out and fuck a chick. So when you fuck a chick, you go, you like little comes? Yeah, so that's how I know there's no one left of me out there. No, there's still sperm in there. There's just fewer of them. And by the fact that you jerk off that much, it's making your sperm stronger because you're building new ones each day. What's up, dog? What's up? Talking about the strength of Galen's sperm. (laughs) (laughs) No, 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 dude. I think he's made it stronger by jerking off too much. He jerks off every day, so he's training new swimmers to be stronger and survive. A B, A B. Yeah, take a picture of us talking for for Instagram. (laughs) From like that angle over there. Yeah, we'll keep get talking both of about my chins. But anyway, uh, the, the reason I served the, at the community service that I was serving, I drew swastikas on the Bibles that were in the pews. What? Come on, man. It was with pencil. So you aren't even good at vandalism? You're not good at poisoning or vandalism. <laughs> <laughs> You're just telling me of times you've been bad at crime. That, that's today's episode. Galen's bad at crime with Mike Eaton. <laughs> Dude, I... Well, give I, me a story, mofo. Yeah, I'm sure I, you've been caught by the cops with something. So many times. So many times. <laughs> so much <laughs> so trouble. I've gone to jail a bunch. I've been pulled over a hundred times, probably. Dude, I would rate myself probably like top 10 goat of talking to cops. Oh. I, I do not like them, and, I, and I'm not a fan of what they do and how they treat people, but the whole key to talking to a cop is like you're at a job interview. Like you want to like suck their dick with kindness. That's not it. And like you have to be very respectful. No. Uh, yeah. No. Trust me. Listen. I listen. shoot 80%. I've been pulled over 10 times. I've only gotten a ticket twice and both times. I'm telling you, I've literally been pulled over like a hundred fucking times, Galen. And you said and that I've you've gotten been like in trouble. Six tickets. Like I've, I've, I've gotten. If we're going by percentages, mine is still higher. 94. 94%. <laughs> 94% is higher than 80% Galen. <laughs> That's how math works. You're bad at crime and math. Jesus Christ. Anyways, <laughs> dude, one, of, one of the times it worked really well, I got pulled over doing uh, 50 and a 35, and I said that my dad had just hit my mom, and my mom texted me about it. My parents have been divorced since I was two. They were not in the same house. They right. Were like, like 30 miles away. But so like, uh, I said that, and the cop was like, well, you want me to follow you? And I was like, I don't know if I need to get the cops involved yet. Can I just see what's happening first and he's like yeah i understand why you're speeding so then he turned on his lights and followed me to make sure that i could keep speeding to the end of the road and then let me go so that one was really good but that's funny in so when i was 15 i got arrested with weed at school um i had a little bit of weed that i was given to this kid brian and i guess i was bragging about it to people and like a teacher overheard or something and me and Brian were such geniuses. We had the same Jansport red backpack. And I put the weed in my backpack. And then we bumped into each other at a water fountain and switched backpacks. Genius. That's so fair. by the time the cops come and pull me, it's the uh, assistant principal, 
I can't remember her fucking name, but I can see her. She was such a bitch. And uh, so her and the cop come and pull me, like the school resource officer, come and pull me out of class. And uh, I'm in, I think, speech class at the time. So they pull school me out. School resource officer? The fuck is that? So it's like a cop that just stays on campus always. Really? Yeah. Damn. Yeah, they have those here. And it's also like a big, rich school. Like they want their kids to feel protected like all the parents do. So anyway, so they pull me into the office. And they search me and they can't find anything. So I'm like, I'm in the clear. I'm fucking set. And then they see on the security footage, me and Brian switching backpacks. No. So they pull Brian in. They find the weed. So we both get arrested. Um, we get pulled in. How much weed? Like, I think like a quarter. I think it was like six or seven grams. Like really not that much. Right. Um, and they pull us in and they put our handcuffs on in the front. It's so not even behind the back handcuffs. I get sat in the front seat of like the cop car. <laughs> they drive me to the police station where they put me in an office upstairs in a rolly chair and never took my phone or anything. So I'm texting all my friends. Like, I got caught with weed. I'm not going to snitch on anybody. Don't worry. Like, fucking fuck 12. Like, fuck like, 12. Like, acting like I'm, like, the fucking most gangster little badass fucking, like, I ain't going to snitch, 12. dog. Like, you ain't got to worry about me. Like, I don't got snatched up. Like, trying to be, like, a little gangster. And uh, while I'm, like, spinning in, like, <laughs> like a rolly chair. And... Uh, the guy that I'm with is like, do you think they're going to like take us like to jail? I'm like, bro, we're at jail. This is just like the VIP. <laughs> like, this is where rich kids go to jail. Like, and, uh, my parents were so naive. They thought that when they said they found, caught me with a controlled substance at work that I had or at school, I had like forgotten my ADD medicine in my backpack. They were like, Oh, our sweet son wouldn't have drugs. And then I get, so I, I end up getting charged with, uh, it's a class B misdemeanor possession of marijuana under two ounces. So it's not intent to distribute. So me and this guy, Brian both get charged with that. And we have to go to a seven week course at this place called Lena Pope home. And it's uh, like a success course. And you're supposed to learn how to not do drugs and to make better choices and have good friends. So I do all of this. And after finishing that and passing one piss test, they signed like a thing and they paid for all of my textbooks, my freshman year of college. What? So when I went to private, like expensive $40,000 a year college for one year and had like five grand of textbooks, the place that tried to fix me after I got arrested for weed at 15 paid for all of them. Why? So I don't know. Cause white privilege is dope as shit. That's like, <laughs> like growing up rich. Like that's what it's like. Like you get in trouble and then it benefits you later. Like, I'm so that one was pretty dead. bad. I got another time I got arrested. I was doing 128 and a 65. My first car was a Jaguar. Nice. And uh, so I'm like driving out in the middle of fucking nowhere. I get pulled over and the cop thinks that I stole the car. So he hits me with like the fucking club because I'm like being kind of defiant. I'm, I'm I think I'm 16. Yeah, I was 16. And uh, were you on anything? No, no, no just no. whacking you. <laughs> yeah, but I was like mad and I was scared and he came up and thought I stole the car and like told me to get out of the car. And I was like, I'm not getting out of the fucking car. And he's like, get out of the car. And so like I open the door, get out of the car. And then he like comes over to search me. And then I turn around like while he's like coming up to me. And he's like, tell me to keep my hands on the vehicle. And then he fucking hits me with the thing. So like all that happens. And then he realizes that I'm like a fucking 16 year old kid. I'm just giant. And, <laughs> and then like sees my license and sees my address and realizes I live in a rich neighborhood. That's why I have the nice car. And then he like apologizes for use of force, takes me back to the office. Again, not in a real jail cell, just in a rolly chair in a cop office. Just sitting there, no handcuffs this time. And then my dad shows up to pick me up. So for my punishment for that, they made me do a tour of the county jail while wearing a jumpsuit. 
So me and like six other bad kids are doing a tour of this jail. Like beyond scared straight? Yeah, like exactly. <laughs> so we walk into the jail, and at one point, they make us all go sit in individual uh, solitary cells. So we sit in there for like 10 minutes with like no phones, and he's like, see how bad that could be for years? And so we're all like, oh, it's scary. Like, <laughs> who, who gives a shit, right? And then we go, and we walk past general population, which is where they have like 50, 60 people that are all just in the fucking county jail. This is Wise County, Texas. It's the county where Texas Motor Speedway is. So it's a fucking country, just dirtbag area. So it's all dudes that are in there for either meth or their eighth DUI or like just really hitting their wife, like enough to get just caught. Really hitting their like, wife. Like not just like a tap, but like they got right. caught. So like that's who's in there. And this one dude, I'll, I'll remember this for the rest of my life. He's got a shaved head, huge beard. He's built like Dom. Like, yeah. And, but he looks way more Aryan race than Dom. And he comes up to the plexiglass where all of us are standing behind and looks at us and starts going, ah, and I'm like, all right, that's, I mean, kind of funny. And then he starts bashing his head against the plexiglass and he does it until it starts bleeding and he does it. And then he falls on the ground, like fucking unconscious. And then all the guards rush and then all the fucking alarms start going off. Fights are breaking out fucking everywhere in there. And then they put us all back and they take all of us and put us in one solitary cell. They're like, we have to lock you down for safety. It's going to be 30 minutes. And I don't know if that was part of the program and it was just a really effective program <laughs> or if like some shit just happened. And I was like at the zoo making eye contact with the monkeys kind of thing right but like it was fucking scary so after that then we all went and sat around in a classroom and in like another location like 10 minutes away they took us in like the jail bus there and we're sitting uh in this classroom and they're going around and they're asking everybody uh like what their parents do and like what their crime is and i was saying like my dad's a tax lawyer and everyone's like oh mr fancy where do you live and i was like uh westlake and then they're like because uh, that like that's the, city. the rich area. Yeah, it's like 800 people in the town and all of them are millionaires. Uh, 76262, the zip code that I lived in from for high school, had the highest median income in the United States for like four years or something like that. Fuck. Yeah. So it's just like all company like the CEO of Taco Bueno, which is like a lesser Taco Bell, was my next door neighbor. So what like, the fuck? And like Terry Glenn from the Cowboys lived down the street. Uh, what's his name? Was it uh, Drew Bledsoe? No, uh, no, not quarterback. Drew, was he quarterback for the Cowboys for a while? I it was someone so. before, uh, like the Romo. Romo replaced him, but he lived in the neighborhood for a while, and they would hang out with Terry Glenn. But so, like that neighborhood meant something. But so we're in this class all talking about that, and they all find out I'm a rich kid, and they're like, "Well, what did you do for your crime?" And I was like, well, "I got reckless driving for going 128 and a 65 in my Jaguar." And then all of them were like, "We're gonna beat your ass after this." <laughs> <laughs> like, like all of them were just like, "We hate you and everything about you." And I was like. Well, what were their crimes? Sucks for su like, all of them were there for, like, one girl was there. I swear to God, every girl in North Texas stole from Claire's. What's Claire's? Claire's is, like, a right strip in? mall jewelry oh. place. They do ear piercings there on site for, like, 20 bucks. So, like, all the girls that are, like, 16 and want to get their ears pierced, they go there. And then you can buy all the fucking jewelry. And it's cheap, like, younger girl jewelry. So, I swear to God. Man, I got so many crime stories. I... You know, but like so many girls. So, so there's like a girl there that instead of just stealing the earrings from Claire, also robbed the register. So, <laughs> <laughs> uh, there was a dude there that was like selling weed at his school and like had like a, a whole bunch of weed, but they didn't want to give him a felony because he was like 17. Like it was just a bunch of shit like that. A couple of them there for like fighting. You ever watch Beyond Scared Straight? Uh, I tried to find the episode Tom Segura talks about in his special where he does the bikes joke. Have you, you heard that? Uh, no. He has a whole joke about they did one episode of it where instead of going to jail, they took him to like uh, the max security prison and they did it uncensored. 
and like uh there's a kid like acting all hard and he's like what are you in here for and the kid's like stealing and the guy goes what the fuck you stole and he goes bikes and the guy goes bikes (laughs) and so now tom segura thinks the phrase bikes like 40 times a day and yells it at people but that i tried to find that episode but i haven't haven't watched any of the normal ones those are the funniest ones where the people that come in, like the kids come in, like acting all tough and shit. And then like one of the guys just like spits in his face and he starts yeah. crying. Yeah, like, I'm going to rape you. Like, it's yeah. like, oh, OK, good. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, I love watching kids get scared. It's so funny. I wish there was a YouTube channel of kids finding out that Santa doesn't exist for the first time. Oh, man, that's pretty good. I would binge watch that. Dude, I found out Santa wasn't real and I just milked it and lied. And said I didn't know, so I, I feel get like we all did that for bro. like a couple of years. But I really milked it. But then one year I was like, being yeah, because like, yeah, you were getting like PS. Well, my little sister shit. is eight years younger than me, so by the time I'm like, you know, twelve, like clearly Santa's not fucking real. Right. But I'm like, I want fucking the cool presents like the four year olds getting, and I got like shitty Christmas presents the year before. My, I got amazing. Any kid would be lucky to have what I got, but I thought they were shitty because I was a spoiled fucking brat from a rich kid. What was it? I don't even remember. I think one of them was like a Jerry Rice signed, like really nice piece of memorabilia in a frame. But I was, you know, young and didn't appreciate it. Like I got like a GameCube and thought it was shitty because it wasn't a place. Like just dumb shit. Right. So like, I was such a spoiled brat. It was bad. But so one year I got pissed off about my gifts. So the next year, uh, I. I pulled a Galen Nash. I put laxatives in the milk I left out for Santa. And my dad spent the whole fucking morning shitting. We can't put this episode on Facebook. <laughs> he doesn't know yet? Uh, I assume he knows, but I've never explicitly discussed it with him. That's the funniest fucking thing I've ever heard. You fucking spiked Santa's drink. Yeah. Well, fuck him. You know, give me better gifts. <laughs> I want a car or something. Where did but. you get laxatives? I wish I had them at the house. Why? Uh-uh. Why do people even have laxatives, bro? Just shit. People have problems. Yeah, that's... Yes, God, your stupid young body. Just, I, just I can't wait for you to be 30. I, just dude, shit. Like, we're going to do... And regardless of what's going on in our careers, in like six years... We're going to sit down and do a podcast and we're going to listen to this. Right. We're going to listen to your fucking just youthful fucking narcissism about how great you're fucking just shit. And you're and, <laughs> and you're, you're going to be 30 and your knees are going to hurt and your hangover is going to last three days and you're going to have to drink Pedialyte every time you drink. And you're going to be like, I was so naive. You don't do that. Sometimes. Sometimes. I don't know. I, I got... Dude, I have to, like, I've cut back on my drinking a lot because of how bad, like, the hangovers were getting. Dis- and also, like, during the pandemic last year, I, from February to May of last, June even, of last year, I went fucking hard in the paint. Like, I got right. a bunch of fucking uh, tattoos and did all the drugs and traveled. I was doing copious amounts of acid and DMT and... Uh, like eating bunches of Xanax. I tried ketamine a bunch. You ever uh, have a panic attack on drugs? Yeah, dude. I had a real bad one. Uh, I was in La Jolla with some <laughs> friends. My buddy's 30th birthday. And I brought like 12 hits of acid, like uh, two grams of Molly, like really good Molly. Uh, I brought like an ounce of weed. I brought a bunch of pre-rolls. I brought like three grams of THC diamonds and then my little Puffco bong. And then... One of them, oh, and then I brought a gram of ketamine, and then one of them brought like an eight ball of cocaine, another one brought a bunch of mushrooms, and then we went and bought a bunch of liquor, 
and we started the first morning. I made a morning. Uh, yeah, we started uh, the first morning. We woke up there because we all drove in like the night before, checked into the Airbnb, had some drinks, chilled, and then we're like, tomorrow we go hard. Uh, I think the first night we just did like cocaine and ketamine, like right. just chilled, and then just chilled. I made a watermelon. I took like a a whisk like blender and blended out the middle of a watermelon and then filled it up with Everclear and Jello and then stuck it in the fridge. So it makes like you cut out a slice of watermelon and it's Jello shots. With nice. No watermelon and Everclear in it. So you get fucking hammered. So we all had Everclear watermelon for breakfast. We're fucking hammered right off the bat. Ate some real food. I took two tabs of like gold gel tab acid and I took five points of Molly uh, in just like rock form. And like it was like pure crystals. It was fucking nuts. And then I just started smoking dabs. And we went out to the beach. And then I took another two hits of acid when we got to the first beach because everything was going great. And I was like, let's fucking go. And then I took another two or three points of Molly. And then as we're driving to the second beach, I started having like this panic attack. Like, I'm losing my mind. I'm never going to be sane again. Yeah. And, and like, that's like just an acid. That's a bad acid trip is just thinking you're crazy. And having a bad trip is just having a panic attack on drugs. So the the speediness of pure Molly has a lot of the same ingredients as meth. I mean, it's the chemical is MDMA, which is methyl dioxymethamphetamine, which is the fucking second half of that is methamphetamine. So the speed from that is making my thoughts go real fast. The acid is making it so I can't have a train of thought longer than 10 seconds. And they're <laughs> all just, you're insane, you're going to die. And nothing is fixing it. I'm with a bunch of people. A couple of them haven't done acid before, so I'm trying not to have a bad trip in front of them. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, it's not going to work. So I'm sitting there with everybody really starting to spiral bad, bad, bad. And we're looking out at the ocean, and I'm watching the waves crash, and the foam from the waves is just all of the colors, like TV static. Like, it's just crazy looking. I'm like, oh, that's my brain melting. That's what's happening is my brain's melting, and I can't see anymore. So, like, and I have plenty of experience with drugs where I should have known better, but I just, I was like, fuck, I'm fucked. And thank God there was a dude in the area, and uh, I didn't bring any Xanax, and someone had one. So I took a Xanax, waited about 30 minutes, and then I was totally fine completely chilled bad trip averted and then we started doing ketamine and so i put like I, I think i went through like half a gram of that ketamine in like four lines and, and entered a k-hole or what not a bad one just uh i pretended to not how to know how to walk for a second and then actually forgot how to walk <laughs> <laughs> and then uh i was talking to my buddy and i kept looking over at him and going i'm retarded now <laughs> i'm retarded now like saying it like a sentence but with a question mark uh -oh. at the end uh, so that, you know, like that was like a pretty rough day drug wise and that'll hurt your body. You know, I was 29, you know, at the time. That was so, like a year ago. Yeah. That was last year. That was last March, bro. <laughs> so like I've, I've like after all that and then like a few like days of like real, I had a Xanax bender where I took a bunch of Xanax and went and got on a plane and, uh, like I, I've done that plenty of times cause it's fun. But like if you drink and take Xanax, you get a little crazy. So I get on the flight and I'm uh, hitting my Puffco dab rig in the bathroom. So I'm doing dabs plane? in the bathroom of the plane uh, on the flight. So I'm like, yeah, sick, you know, felonies or whatever. Felonies. So I'm doing that. And then uh, when I go to put the machine back up in my carry on the like the uh, I can't think of the topper, the little carb cap thing. Yeah. Falls off the little glass piece that yeah, has like, yeah. a rubber thing falls off and rolls a couple aisles away. So I have to come back like to an aisle and I'm like, hey, can I have that? thing and they're like what is it and i was like it's from a toy you know <laughs> like, like I, I can't think of anything i'm retarded so i take the fucking little cap and i put it back in my bag i put everything up and then as i'm leaving i'm i'm on a connecting flight 
and I run into these people at the bar that I go to drink at in my connecting flight. And they're like, the people that gave you that? They gave it back. And, and they were like, were you smoking weed on that plane? I was like, yeah, for sure. I was. Because <laughs> we're off the plane now. And, and they were DA. And, and they, no, and they were like, dude, that's so funny. We were arguing. We thought we smelled weed. And then that thing happened. Really, like, that was definitely that dude. <laughs> and I was like, you nailed it. And they're like, who are you? And I was like, I'm just, just a dude. And they're like, do you do anything? I was like, I do comedy. Like, I'm a comedian. And they're like, are you famous? And I was like, well, I'm on Netflix. <laughs> So I just lied to these people and told them I was on Netflix. And they're like, what's your name? And I was like, oh, I don't search it in front of me. It's embarrassing. But it's Mike Eaton, E-A-T-O-N. And I, for the past, like, probably two years, when I'm drunk and around strangers, I tell them I'm on Netflix so that people will go and type in my name on Netflix so Netflix will know who I am because it'll pop up in their <laughs> algorithm. <laughs> so, so I tell these fucking strangers I'm on Netflix and it's Mike Eaton. And then I go... And I get on my flight to Austin, and when I get to Austin, I uh, get to the rental car counter, and I didn't have a reservation or anything, so I just yelled to the whole big group of people, who has the fanciest car? <laughs> and a dude at Alamo was like, I got a Camaro. I was like, so? So I walk over to Alamo, I rent the Camaro, I get full coverage, uh, I take it downtown. Uh, I, <laughs> I have a uh, Camaro. Through circumstances no fault to my own the car was uh wrecked uh, and so I, I like called them and then they brought me a challenger to replace it <laughs> which was pretty cool and then i took a bunch of xanax and i got these smiley face tattoos on my thumbs oh my they did not stick well it's not a good place to get tattoos on the yeah inside no of i thumbs. just i just assumed that like you had taken a band-aid off and didn't get the film off yeah no it's like uh just a bad tattoo I have two it's my only two bad tattoos and they're Smiley faces on my the only thumb. two, but uh, yeah, yeah, the rest <laughs> are good. Uh, but so I finish getting those tattoos. I'm all fucked up, and then I go to party on Sixth Street, which is open, and like I'll shut down for partying at the time. And I'm walking, and I hear someone yell my name. I'm like, who the fuck do I even know down here? And then I hear him say, Mike, Mike Eaton. Uh, and I turn around, and it's the couple from the bar in Phoenix. And I'm like, no fucking way. What are you guys doing in Austin? They're like, we're here partying all week. We tried to find you on Netflix. We couldn't find you. Your last name's Eaton? And I was like, no, 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 no. Burbiglia. B-I. <laughs> I fucking told these people I was Mike Burbiglia. <laughs> and I was like, I will look real different. <laughs> I just fucking left off into the night. But like, oh, man. Did they ever hit you up on Instagram or nothing? No. Fuck, that's so funny. Yeah. What the fuck? Yeah. So like, so, like, I've chilled out on drinking. Like, I don't, I don't party that hard anymore because, like, that's just dangerous to do. And like, also I got to a point where I was just so depressed and it was just like sad and miserable. And it was like the only thing I could do to feel any kind of good was just party way too hard. And like, that's not sustainable. Like, you got to find other ways to feel good. So like exercising and eating right and like meaningful relationships with other human beings what and friendship. Fuck? So you got married. Like. Well, no, I, I, uh, I was like in the middle of getting my shit together. Um, I started getting my shit together right around my mom's birthday in June. just like the second week of June. Uh, of this I, year? Yeah. No, of last year. Oh. Of last year. And uh, no, my mom's birthday's on Saturday. Uh, happy birthday! To happy birthday, Lori! Yeah, she's a she's the best. Lori, uh, yeah, her name's Lori. She's awesome. So I uh, I like, chilled out and was like, you know, I'll take a little break from drinking. I was still smoking weed, but like cut back quite a bit. Right. And I was getting in shape and doing all that stuff. And then my buddy had a uh, wedding in Colorado, and I was a groomsman in the wedding. And it had been getting rescheduled and moved around because of COVID shit. Finally, they just rented out a badass ranch in the middle of Cotopaxi, Colorado. And uh, so I went to go be a groomsman. I was just going to hang out. And one of the girls there was like one of the only single girls there uh, on the bride's side. Like she was the party person on that side. I'm the party person on this side. And we met. And that's how I met my wife. And we started talking there. And that was in uh, August of last year. Did you bang her that night? No. 
No, we didn't. Uh, we, we didn't bang until uh, we like kissed and stuff. It was cute, but I was taking my time. I didn't want to like it just like cute. and like you know like also like that's the other thing about having like an like an actual STD. Like even though it wasn't uh, flaring up, like right. I have a responsibility to tell any sexual partner like yo I got herpes. Like it's just not cool to not tell people. Right, like, of course. That's how it keeps getting spread. Right. Like I would have not had it if people did that. So like that's so I you know like I. You know, wanted to be up front with her and tell her that, but like we're having a really good time. So I was like, I don't want to spoil it with sex. Let's have a nice time. So we did that, and then uh, we You're kept all talking. Up. You said spoil it with sex. Yeah, right. And then I flew here to Austin because she lives here, and uh, then spent like a week with her and was like, yeah, I'm fucking in love with this woman. And so yeah, we spent all a bunch of time together. And she flew out there once, and uh, then we got married in Vegas. We eloped to Vegas, and uh, we got married by a woman named Nature. <laughs> uh, it was pretty cool. You still in contact with nature? No, she works. At, <laughs> she, she works at like One Love Wedding Chapel in fucking Las Vegas. Like I'm not gonna. Yo, nature, how you doing? It was good, girl. Like no, I don't. Was uh, she black? Yeah, she's cool. Yeah. Uh, her husband, or maybe just business partner. I don't know. They had a weird thing going on. But the guy that was there was the photographer. He used to be Obama's photographer. No way. Which is what he said as his credit, and then just showed several pictures of Obama. But like. Anybody could take a picture of Obama, right? Like he's the president. I don't know about fucking anybody. Yeah, dude. You just have to be a, like a press person. Anyways. So, so that's not anybody. I couldn't just walk up to Obama and take a picture of him. Believe in yourself. But I don't want that, though. I don't Why? care. Why? You don't want to be able to take a picture of Obama? I don't give a fuck about you Obama. You take a selfie with Obama? You know how many likes that would get? It would get Imagine a Imagine that Obama on Barely Serious. You don't want to be Mark Marin? That'd be pretty badass. Yeah, but I don't what, even. What the fuck would I even talk to that guy about? Yo, Obama, you ever smash like a fat chick? <laughs> <laughs> yo, <laughs> before Michelle, what's the fattest chick you fuck? Right? Like, <laughs> like she's really pressing that healthy shit. What's the deal, man? Yeah, like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> she trying to get rid of fat chicks, bro. <laughs> yeah, you'd have a great conversation. with That Obama. would be pretty funny. Yeah, that'd be hilarious. No, I never, never, never fucked a fat chick. I'm trying to think if I had any other. I, like I've told some weird stories. I have like some decently good stories too. I'm trying to think of any of them. Do you have any good stories that you've had happen recently? It's How about so, this? Tell the story so the first broad. time you the first time that you like did like a big gig or something like a, a good comedy story. What the hell? Oh shit! Your first headlining gig one? or something. The the first one. Well, the, that one I just told that story on a recent podcast. The the. Roadcast Part Two, Episode One Hundred and Eight. Uh, <laughs> Go listen now. That shit was crazy, but uh, actually, I mean, it might. Have, I have a. T- have I told you about that night? I don't think so, bro. Fucking so, headlining this gig, and it was with the producer that we worked with before, mm-hmm. and we had. Uh, so when we worked with him before, it was like a uh, a road gig. Dom came with me. I featured for this local headliner, and Dom opened, and the guy put us in like this four star hotel, like a fucking North like, California. Fresno. Fresno, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. One of the nicest hotels I've still ever been in. Like, nice. You know, it was fucking amazing, right? The show was great. Dude paid us out the ass. It was fucking fire, right? So we're hyping up Brandon because now I'm headlining. Dom's featuring and Brandon's coming to open. And so we're like, yo, this could be fucking great. Like all this shit. Like this this is dope. Dude, we get there to our hotel. And it's the, the worst hotel I've ever been in. Like it was. Oh, I think I saw the Snapchats of that. Yeah, dude. Crack hotel, bro. This yeah, yeah. Mo- motel, like, like the elevators didn't work mm-hmm. there's signs everywhere no smoking you're gonna get kicked out blah blah blah. the place smelled like a fucking ashtray like straight casinos disgusting bro mm-hmm. the place was there was bugs everywhere. it was gross good we, so we went on like good you, you earned man. that <laughs> you, man. it's a good story uh yeah dude for real uh and so we we looked online 
So I was like, how much is it? How could, if I were to book a room at this place, how much? 45 bucks. Yeah. $45, bro. You can find that on the ground. Like, that's bullshit, bro. And, uh, and so, like, we go to uh, the gig, and there was seven guest spots at 12 minutes each. Yeah. That's 84 minutes. Yeah. The show is long, bro. So by the time me and Dom went up, we were fucking wasted. It's <laughs> like, uh, and it was fucking, but it, I mean, it was, it was actually like a ton of fun, but there was like 25 to 30 people, closer to 25 people there, uh, that stayed there the whole time. They were fucking troopers and all the guest spots, they were all trash, bro. The first guy, the first guy that went up there, it was his first time ever doing comedy. It was the first time he and ever he did touched 12 minutes. He he did five. Uh, but the rest of the guest spots were 12 minutes. They all fucking sucked ass except this one guy who went up right before Brandon. The guy's name was Isaiah Washington. Maybe like funny. I, I brought him up on with someone else on someone else's podcast. They knew who he was. Uh, just local Fresno guy that I guess does a bunch of shows out there. He was pretty funny. Uh, and so like it was finally it was perfect for him to go before Brandon, who then Dom, then me. Because then when that guy went up, people were like, "Oh shit, the real show's starting!" Like yeah, so, yeah. like it was like, but yeah, dude, it was long. Uh, I ended up doing forty three minutes. Nice. Was, I mean, I didn't fucking destroy i gave it a, an a minus in okay. the fucking thing i listened back to it it was an a minus you know some jokes worked really hard some jokes just worked like it was just yeah it was just an a minus uh but uh then fuck there was something else brandon there was there was something else that fucking went down i did uh my first uso show that i ever did oh i saw that uh i did, well so that this one was a couple years ago um I was. I didn't see that. Yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> uh, I I, well, I didn't post anything about it because it, it was on a military base. So first off, it's out in the middle of fucking nowhere, out in the desert in California. Um, but it paid fifty bucks. So I was like, yeah, I'll, fucking, fire, I'll take yeah. fifty bucks. To, and I was just hosting. I was just supposed to do like five to ten minutes of host material to open up for the two guys that were doing it. Um, who was Drew? His Instagram name is Drewcifer. I can't remember Drew's last name. Okay. And then Joey Medina, one of the original oh, Latin Kings of comedy. Yeah. So, yeah, two pretty good dudes. And uh, was it packed out? I mean, where are those people going to so, go? So I drive way the fuck out to this base. When I get there to go in, there's two dudes in full like army fatigues that are like, "Hey, could you drive us to like the I can't remember what it's called, but it's like the convenience store on base because they didn't have a car and they didn't want to walk. And it was a long fucking walk. There was, was like, just yeah, two dude. random people. They were out in like the parking lot in front of the base. Someone oh. had driven them out there and then didn't come back to give them a ride or some shit. So I was like, yeah, you guys can hop in as long as like the security people don't care. And they're like, no, we work here. And I was like, I figured with the outfits. Uh, so, <laughs> so like I get up to the base, I hand them my shit. They like check me in. They tell me all these fucking rules. And then I drop these guys hey, what off. What some of the rules? Uh, like you have to stay like on the designated roads. Like you like watch where you're driving. Like it'll say like civilian access this way. Like don't oh. take any of the wrong turns. Like it'll they'll blow be bad. you up or something. No, they'll, they'll like come and like arrest you immediately and take your car and shit and like throw you in army jail. Like it was like a very serious thing. And they're like, uh, you know, if you get too drunk and have to stay somewhere nearby on base, um, you need to make arrangements to have your car moved. Can't be here overnight. Like all this kind of stuff. And so I'm like, all right, that seems weird, but whatever. So I drive to the entertainment part, and it looks like uh, just like a. From the outside, it looks like a bowling alley. Like it's just a shitty oh, yeah. square building, with like no discernible like features on it. And I get inside, and it's just like uh, like a bar looking area. It looks kind of like a nice, nice little like maybe like an Applebee's kind of thing. Sure. But it's on an army base, so it's fine. And so that's in there. And then there's this other room, 
And in front of it, they have a big poster board printed out that has my picture and name on it as the host. And then it has Drew and it has Joey Medina. I'm like, oh, that's pretty fucking cool. Like, that's pretty legit. And then I walk in and it is a brightly lit, like, uh, conference room. And they've got like 80 chairs in like a horseshoe around like a three foot lifted stage. But it looks like I'm going to be giving like a motivational speech. <laughs> and then in the back of the room, there's like a window with like a counter. And that, that's, I guess, the bar. And then there's like 10 like metal, like sterno heated serving trays of just like appetizer food, like potato skins and mozzarella sticks and stuff. Sure. So all of these fucking army people come in there and are just eating like so know, appetizers. Pack? Yeah, it was full. And they're eating appetizers and stuff and they're drinking. And then I go over and order a drink and they're like, oh, these are on us. I'm like, oh, that's amazing. So I'm drinking for free. I'm real happy. I have two double tall Jack and Cokes before the show's even started. And then I'm over talking to Joey and Drew. And they don't know me at all. They only know my manager, Dante. And Dante's who got me the gig. Sure. He talked me up very highly. But again, I'm at this point like barely a year into stand-up. Sure. So they asked me like, how long have you been doing stand-up? And I was like, a year. And they're like, how much time do you have? And I was like... I have a pretty good 10 minutes, but like if my, if I'm not doing good at five minutes, like I'll wrap it up with my last good joke and then give it over to you guys. Uh, how long have you been doing it? And Drew's like 31 years and Joey's like 30 years. So I'm like 31, 30 and me. <laughs> I'm like, and they're like, if you don't even want to do any material tonight, you don't have to. Like if you just want to go up there and introduce Drew, you can do that. That's totally fine. Fuck You'll that. still get paid. And I was like, I want to do some jokes. And they're like, you, you don't have to, like you're a year in, like, you don't need to worry about doing stage time. I was like, that's that seems fucking stupid. Like, I drove all the way out here. I'm going to do fucking jokes. Like, I know I'm funny. Get the yeah, fuck out of here. Get the fuck out of here. So I get up on stage, and I used to open uh, with a joke uh, where I would, it doesn't matter, but I, it was a bunch of dick jokes in a row. And I did a joke about having a little dick and, like, reverse psychology. And while I'm doing that joke, like, everybody's laughing except this one dude in the front center. And his wife or woman with him is laughing real fucking hard. I did a joke. And she starts choking on something. And I say, how dare you choke? No one's ever choked on me. And the room fucking goes wild. They lose it. It's such a good line in the moment. And that dude is not fucking laughing. And I'm like, dude, what is your deal? Like, why are you so angry? Like, why aren't you laughing at any of these jokes? And then the room tightens up immediately. And I'm like, fuck, are you like the general boss guy or something? And he says, no, I'm the, I can't remember if it was like first sergeant or something. But he was the highest ranking person on base. And he was like the number one dude on base. And so he said that and everybody kind of looks back at me to see what I say. I was like, well, then on behalf of everybody here, fuck you, man. Why do we run so much? This is bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> and he fucking loves it. And he finally cracks and starts laughing. I was like, come on, man. I'm the only fat person here. Why are you making them run so much? And then we have a good time. I end up doing my like full 10 minutes. And I did great. Like nice. I did awesome and then drew goes up and joey goes up and everything's good and then they both are like all right we're gonna get out of here and leave and i stay with all the army people and all the army people are like you are our fucking favorite you're the fucking best one just buying me drinks all night i get fucking hammered with these dudes and then i was like oh they said if i got hammered like you know i shouldn't like leave my car here and they're like nah dude just drive home you're good <laughs> and so i was like all right fuck it and so i get in my car and i'm driving home and i'm like oh shit there's like all these wrong turns i could take and get arrested <laughs> <laughs> so I'm like shit and I you know I waited I ate some food and I waited like an hour to kind of like sober up a little bit so it wasn't like terrible or anything and I, I'm in my car and I'm fine but like it's dark and I'm in the middle of the fucking desert just like please don't turn wrong please don't turn wrong and I finally make it out of the base and I get to the exit and I was like man you guys really scared me about like all those wrong turns I thought I was gonna like for sure like do one and get in trouble 
She goes, oh, I was just kidding about all of that. And I was like, you fucking asshole. <laughs> and then I, I left and drove the hour and a half home. But yeah, that was first USO gig. That's crazy, bro. Was nuts. Dude, that reminds me of uh, my first, the first gig I ever got paid doing. Mm-hmm. Was a, Do you know who Willis Turner is? I know that name. He, I don't know he, if like, I saw he, his face. He, like, headlines like bar shows and shit. And, okay. Like, uh, and like smaller gigs in LA. Okay. And so I was four months in to comedy. Uh, and yeah. or yeah, no, three, like three and a half months in. Uh, and I just see this post pop up in the Orange County comedy scene. Uh, and they, they it was Willis posting. He was like, Hey, I'm headlining this gig in uh, Oceanside or Ocean View or Oceanside. Yeah, it's the, the city before San Diego. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's like, I'm headlining this gig in Oceanside. Is there anyone that has 20 minutes of material? They'd be down to like open for me, and so I messaged. Him, and I was like, "I'm down." <laughs> Three and a half months in, uh, and so I was like, "All right, for sure." So we go down there, and then so I I drive down there. Dom's with me. My homie Amy came with me. She was just kicking it with me, uh, and. And this is like has to be like three days after I meet Dom, and so mm-hmm. he, he comes down there with me, uh, and Willis asked me like out front, he's like, "So like, how long you been doing comedy or whatever?" And I was like, "Oh, like, like three and a half months." And he was like, "Oh shit!" And so he's like, "If the producer asks you like how long you've been doing comedy, tell her like three or four years." And I was like, "Oh, okay, like for sure, you know." Uh, and so I do the gig, and also he was like, "So how much how much time do you have?" And I was like, "You know, uh, like." Like 15, like 12, you know, and he was like, that's fine. He's like, that's perfect, if anything, because he's like, I'll, I'll just, whatever time you don't do, I'll just do. Because, mm-hmm. like, the, the between us both, we just had to do, uh, like, an hour, hour 10, something like that. Uh, and and so I go up there, like, still, like, top five best sets I've ever had. I fucking destroyed. That's like, amazing. Like, de- destroyed. Like, and it was funny because it was one of those where, like, people, uh, like, from, like, the rec room, like, Mm-hmm. You could imagine who it is. It was like, you shouldn't be doing that. Like, blah, blah, blah. Like, fuck you. Like, you shouldn't go down there. And I went down there and killed it. Got paid. It was fucking sick. Yep. Uh, everybody was coming out, like, shaking my hand, like, just tipping me money. Yeah. It was fucking amazing. Yeah. And then I posted that full 20-minute set on YouTube, which <laughs> is, like, an instant mistake. Mm-hmm. But, like, but it was great. It was a kid. Like, and so, like, all the casuals, like, re- regular people are like, whoa, that's fucking hilarious, blah, blah, blah. All the, like, the open micers and shit like fuck you like blah 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 it's like it was like all that shit but i thought it was fucking hilarious because uh the producer comes out afterwards uh as everybody's like saying about she's like so like how long have you been doing comedy and like willis and i looked at each other uh and we still talk well i just saw him the other day and we still talk and so i look we looked at each other and i was like should i like tell him he's like yeah go for it and i was like three and a half months and she was like dude shut the fuck up so I was like, how long do you think I've been doing it? She said five years. I was yeah, like, yeah. wow. Like, that's like the, the ultimate compliment. Yeah, from it's the, some, best. It's the some, best feeling. Some chick that's been producing a show forever to be yeah. like, I thought you were like five years in. I'm like, wow, that's fucking thanks. You know, yeah. that's fucking cool. But Dude, those, that's such a good feeling. I got that a bunch in uh, Portland when I went up for the Portland Comedy Festival. Oh, yeah, with Jackie uh, and shit, right? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, I think I was, so I was a year and a half in at the time. And uh, like I went up at one of the like after the the festival's first day they had an open mic in the bar that anyone could sign up for and i was like eh fuck it and i was pretty drunk and i went up and i riffed for 5 minutes and just brought the fucking house down <laughs> and like one of the comics on the show like posted a picture of me and was like it's hard to like crush it at, like a, a room full of comics it's even harder to do it after a day of comedy it's even harder to do it last on the open mic and drunk mikey did all of them and i was like yeah i'm amazing but <laughs> like that should happen i did I, like still to this day one of the best sets I ever had was on like a mountain in the top it was like 45 minutes from Portland itself 
drove to the top of this fucking mountain. There's a little bar. The entire fucking town comes out to this bar once a month for comedy shows. Right. It's the most supportive crowd I've ever seen. There was a girl there. She was on the festival because she did comedy in like Malaysia or something. And so they were like, oh, that's a cool person to book. And she flew there. So they're like, comedy from Malaysia. She's terrible. Fucking ass. Ass. Just <laughs> fucking bad at comedy. Punchlines didn't translate. Maybe she crushes in Malaysia. Fucking ass in Oregon. And she is bombing. And the people are like, no, honey, you got it. Come on, keep going. That, I feel like, like that's worse. Uh, it was great for me because I was just like, ha, 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 ha. But, <laughs> <laughs> but, but it was uh, crazy. So like the person before me did really well, and I'd seen him crush on a bunch of shows that week. So I was nervous. I was like, fuck, I hope I do good. Like I hope these jokes work. And the very first joke, boom, just right off the bat, just yeah. crushing and crushing and crushing. And the whole set, I destroy. Every joke works. Every tag works. Everything, just amazing set. I think I did like 11 minutes or something like that. I was supposed to do 10. I get off stage, and the producer, uh, who's this really nice guy, goes, hey, man, that was a really great set, but someone said they heard you say the N-word? And I was like, because like you, you, like, you have such a good feeling right if you get off stage. Like, immediately, I was like... Did I say the end? like I don't I don't think I did like I don't have any jokes that say it like that's not good at all and, and I'm like no and he goes I'm fucking with you and like <laughs> it blew my fucking mind but like so that shit happened and then I found out that someone had filmed it and I so I had a clip of it and I was so happy and so then people from that show that like were comedians or like the other producers like all came up like how long have you been doing it and I was like a year and a half and they're like no 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 really and I was like yeah. no like you're like a year and a half they're like you didn't fucking feel like five years in I'm like yeah it's, it's such a good feeling yeah the best bro the yeah. best alright man we're like an hour and a half in good anything else you want to add feels like or? five <laughs> hours no like because we were just talking about five years I know come on yeah it was, come on I was, when we're actually five years in comedy we'll be way funnier than that than that joke I just made yeah boo 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 <laughs> Dude, uh, this microphone looks like a dog's penis or a clown nose. I can't uh, decide which it is more. I have never seen a dog penis that big, though. <sighs> you guys haven't been to Texas for very long. Have, then, you, have, seen, you? have you seen Sean Malavy's dogs? Yeah, yeah. Dude, one of them's so fat that when it sits down, that its dick starts coming out of that little like the dog the lipstick sleeve? thing. Yeah. yeah. Dude, <laughs> I love Sean's dogs. I uh, w- after that house party I did that, that you let me do that set on. We were talking yes. about this the other day. Yes, yes. I showed up. With I think Sean, but I came over just to support. And then they're like, "You want to do a spot?" And then I fucking had a great set. Yeah. But I was all drunk, and I put a bunch of Rice Krispies under my shirt. And then I went up and did the set, and I was supposed to be taking them out of my shirt and eating them, and just not mentioning it during the set. And I just forgot. So I get off stage, and the first thing you hear at the end of the recording is Sean going, "Dude, the Rice Krispies!" And we go, "Ah, oh, fuck." <laughs> But so we uh, left that night and we went and we were drinking in his house and I woke up the next day and I was sleeping at the end of his bed in his dog bed with his dogs. <laughs> yeah, because you guys were supposed to go out and get uh, stuff. And yeah, then you I never came to buy back. drugs and then we never came back. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I was probably just drunk and was like, I need sleep. Where's soft sleep? Where's soft sleep? That night was fun, bro. That night had everything. Like we all fucking killed it. Yeah. It's also funny because uh, I posted a video from that set. Uh, from of me talking about the first time that I met this couple and that they argue who just recently broke up. It uh-huh. was sad, so I should repost it and uh, like put yeah. it on my story again. In their RIP, this couple. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's on my grid if you guys want to see it. But there's a point in it where I had to like edit you out uh, because you like made like a joke 
and like everybody died. I had to like restart over part of the story. And I was like, mother, <laughs> I had to edit that whole part out of it, dude. I was like, motherfucker. Drug but, asshole. <laughs> yeah, dude. The, Maybe it was funny. So like, yeah. I mean, that's the whole point of the show. At least is, it was good. Yeah. Yeah. And it, but it, you weren't just like, nah. Yeah. Like, <laughs> like, dude, shut the fuck up. Dude, you know, the best part about that night is that I didn't, I was so drunk that night. I did not realize that Lardner had an Irish accent. <laughs> so the next time I, I remember that the next time I saw him perform, I was like, "Why is he doing this fucking Irish accent? Like, that's this doesn't add to the jokes. Like, why is he pretending to be Irish?" And you're like, "That's how he talks." And I was like, "No, he doesn't. We talked a bunch that night. He doesn't have an Irish accent." <laughs> oh yeah, dude, everybody killed that night except Nick Romero. Well, that fool bombed, but then yeah. he got pussy. But he and then that chick helped cancel him. What did he beat her up for it? Like, no. <laughs> I don't know. It, so he was always very nice to me. Yeah, and same. he booked me on a couple of really great shows. Yeah. He was great at getting venues. I did his Tower 26 show with Trevor Wallace. Mm-hmm. Still to this day, one of the most fun shows ever. Um, I jumped up on a couch and did like a fuck your couch joke that I just thought of that day and it murdered. It was so much fun. But I like it was standing room only for Trevor Wallace. Like it was nuts. Yeah. I remember and, that. Like that that was fucking like he put me on a bunch of great shows and I was like, what a nice guy. And then I posted a flyer and I got like three different messages from women comics like, hey, like I, I don't want to get in your business, but like Nick is a bad dude. He hits women. Like it is documented. He's still writing the coattails of whatever reality show he did in like the early two thousands, and he has rich parents that get him out of all of his problems. And I was like, someone saying that much dirt to me is always suspicious. Sure, because it feels like a personal vendetta. And sure right. enough, like all three of these women did have a personal relationship with him. So I took it with a grain of salt. So I I didn't continue to do any shows with him, but I didn't bring up any of it with him and wasn't like, "Hey, you're a bad person, fix yourself. I'm canceling you." Like I I wasn't going right, to fucking no. go and do any cuz I, I didn't have any fact. I just had these girls saying this stuff and then like more and more people were like, "No, th- that's like true. It's not just people that hate him that are saying it." So I was like, "Okay, I'll never work with that guy again." And then the the other thing was that one of the people that uh, reached out, I forgot about this actually, is a guy that I went to high school with and used to be close with Nick and then had to s- distance himself from him and was like, I was going to come support your show, but I didn't realize Nick produced it. I can't come out to that. I just, I can't be around that guy. I was like, that's a real red flag. If like you have friends that are like, I can't be around you. So you know, I, I just, a small world. Yeah. I just, I don't, there's too many good shows and good producers to deal with shady, shitty people. Well, I was talking more about the the actual event of him getting canceled. Do you remember that? Uh, I remember like something happened on Twitter. Yeah, it was Twitter. But like, I, I don't really. I'm bad at Twitter. I'm like, I'm not good at it. I, I get in trouble on there a lot. I get banned every now and then. Like, really? I have Twitter, but I don't tweet. I just yeah. observe. I'm a fly on the wall. Yeah, like I like shit, but like I don't even know. Like I follow a bunch of comedians, and then I get like random tweets. But like, I feel like Twitter's retarded. I feel like. Every time I see a tweet with like a hundred thousand likes, it's just like the avocado toast be bussin'. Yeah. And it's like <laughs> yeah. what? And then you go to that person's page, they have like a hundred followers, you're like, what? Yeah, and then you'll see like Lil Nas X will tweet like, you gay, and it's got like thirty thousand retweets. And you're like, What? <laughs> I tweeted that a month ago. Like <laughs> <laughs> Nah, I I don't know, man. I've I've tried on I think like my most liked tweets are all like reply tweets to popular tweets where I just said something stupid. Right. Yeah. yeah. I had one. It's my pinned tweet mm-hmm. where back when people were trying to cancel Eminem when mm-hmm. he made that Ariana Grande like lyric in like a song off his newest album like a year ago. He, there was a 
he's like, I'll be outside the Ariana Grande concert waiting. And then, like, there's a, a, an explosion sound. Uh-huh. That's funny. <laughs> it's fucking funny. Yeah. yeah it gives a shit. And so, like, all this new generation is trying to cancel Eminem, which is impossible. And so I just posted this video of just – it's just, like, a selfie camera of me saying, like, come on, dude. Like, you can't cancel Eminem. Like, he has a, a song on an album about killing his wife like brutally graphically on an album that won a Grammy. Like you're not, you're not yeah. canceling that dude. Uh, and then first I t- hashtag Eminem and hashtag Ariana Grande and blew up. I was like, what yeah. the fuck? But other than that, like my most successful tweet is like seven. I don't, yeah. tw- I don't tweet. Bro. Yeah, exactly. Like I, like every now and then I have some to do. Okay. Like I was tweeting a lot during the beginning of the pandemic. Really? And I had like a bunch of tweets that were getting 10, 15 likes here That's and there. solid bro. And so then I cropped all of them and I would put them on Instagram and some of them get like 100, 200 likes on Instagram for like just pictures of fucking tweets. Right. And then I thought like, I'll like be cool. And so I took all of my best tweets and then I put them on cool backgrounds and I did schedule posts on Instagram. Yeah. So it would just do it for me. I didn't have to fuck with it. And I was posting a bunch of those and they did okay. But then I ran out of tweets and I ran out of stuff to do. And I was like, I can't just keep thinking of funny stuff every day to tweet. <laughs> like, like some of these are real bad. Yeah. That's so funny. All, All right, right we should end this. Let's yeah. just end this. As you know, I leave the final minute of the podcast to the guests to say whatever, do whatever, plug whatever, any parting words of wisdom, any questions, anything, man. This next minute plus is all you. Uh, my favorite racial slur is probably... <laughs> 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 oh, is that not what That's I'm supposed best, to do? <laughs> the best response in 110 episodes. <laughs> By far, bro. No, um, it, when is this going to come out? Friday. Friday. Uh, or Thursday at midnight. Thursday at midnight. If you hear this at in time, uh, and in Austin, shows Friday and Saturday at sunset at 7 p.m. I got a show the 17th at Firehouse Lounge. Uh, go on my Instagram, the Mike Eaton. I post all my shows. Uh, don't follow me on Twitter because it's terrible. <laughs> uh, and uh, I, uh, if you like terrible stories, Giggle Boys is a terrible podcast. <laughs> And me and Eli tell awful stories back and forth, and it's ridiculous. So. Available on all platforms? I, I assume so. I, you don't even know? <laughs> yeah, I don't even know, man. I don't even know. Like, I, I just go and I show up. I say my stories. I listen to what he says, and then I uh, put the clips on TikTok. That's my job. So I, I think it's on. I know it's on YouTube. What about like Apple or Spotify? Or? Yeah, I think so. It's definitely on Spotify. But sometimes like episodes fuck up on there. I don't know. We're what not you, good at business. What, like, like we, it's so insane that like our podcast is going to get picked up by a network and that like we have a clip that hit 2 million views and uh, like the amount of effort I put into the podcast is like, I go to the studio. <laughs> <laughs> like, so that's what I use the minute for. <laughs> Thanks for coming on, man. I Thanks love for you, having brother. Me. Love you too. Put a shirt on. <laughs>